0: You got the backup, man? Yeah.
1: I deserved that.
0: Talk and audio. It's graceful and beautiful and physical and angry all at the same time. Were you here? Your mind would cave in and your heart would explode within your chest. This is going to be a shame. Yeah. Or tc <laughs> We're off to a good start. Welcome into episode 1258. Do not adjust your earphones or your audio levels. This is not the dulcet tones of one Matthew Robinson you're hearing. Sorry if Matt didn't already pipe in, I would have let you know that he's out due to oral chlamydia, but. It's a shame. Or it's actually a flaming pack of hemorrhoids. Hmm. Would you go for either of those? Well, one more than the other <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Uh as I said, welcome into episode 1258. Um you know, give us a follow. I think that's where we go. Mm-hmm. Give us a follow on, you know, uh X, Instagram, Blue Sky, MySpace. If you can't find us anywhere, just sort of ask Jeeves, he'll let you know where where we can be found web crawler, something like that. Um and of course, all of your you know, streaming devices. Wherever you're at, whatever whatever platform you're on, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening to this, give us a give us a like, give us a click, give us a heart, whatever those things are, punch it up, you know, we got the good shit. Mm-hmm. And speaking of good shit, if you don't find this to be good shit, hang around. Twelve fifty nine, Andrew Stoughton will be in, doing a little Blue Jays talk on uh, Wednesday morning, and I believe. The intent right now is 1260 we'll have Leversage back in country. So we'll see he comes into town I believe gets back here on Tuesday sometimes and is looking to uh to come in studio. So we'll see how that's going, but um you know, before that happens, I'd like to welcome into uh the conversation Matt Robinson. How you doing, man?
1: It's good to be here. Here in the sidecar, feed up. Watching you do your on thing. On TSA. On TSA. Which Lever Sage may tangle with on his way back to. Uh, yeah. You, you've you traveled perhaps more than anybody I know. He seems to think the west to east is harder than the east to west. So he, he thinks getting back Tuesday, rolling into the studio Thursday will be no problem. You've, you've done it a thousand times. Which one's harder?
0: I agree with Lee. Okay. I always found it. Now, I was competing usually as I headed to. East, Mm -hmm. right? So, or anywhere I was flying traditionally. So there would be a lot of preparation going into that and I would have to be ultra concerned about the time change. Mm -hmm. Again, whether I was going East or West is really.
1: Whereas when you're coming home, you just don't give a shit.
0: I don't give a shit. And I would have to usually work within a day. Right. So uh, now I have more gravel and more chutzpah than most people. (laughs) Just ask me. (laughs) Uh, But I always found it easier or less concerned. And let's be honest. He's going to, he's going to be here at least 24 hours ahead of time. He is going to have whatever shitty sleep he's going to have. And then he's going to come in here and he's going to have a couple beers and he's going to shoot the shit. It's not like he's doing brain surgery or. And
1: it's early afternoon. So it's not when he's going to be falling asleep in his chair and he's probably going to be in a bad mood.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What does that look like, Matt? (laughs) Um, but he's going to bring in some blueberry seltzer, so it's Ooh, not yeah. really going to make a huge difference anyways. Okay. So, uh, that being said, what are you drinking today, Matt? So I am,
1: uh, circling back a few weeks that, uh, you and I both had on the podcast from Flora Hall, their Fodor, fooder, aged Imperial Stout with coconut and vanilla we had.
0: Did we drink that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. One, uh, one each. The big, bo- a big boy bottle, and uh, I know you, you and I both did have I have to uh, peel
0: the wax off.
1: You did, oh, and yeah. I, uh, I had to. That sucked. I had to do that again today. Did it What's, in advance though, did you? I did do it in advance. Um, although it still wasn't quite the production you made it to be the last time. If you just get a good hard fingernail under and, and pull, you can get like half of it in one go. Uh, anyway, this one is without the vanilla and coconut. It's the straight imperial oh, okay. stout. And uh, I only grabbed one of those knowing that you know the I grabbed two of the other one thinking yeah the, the coconut the vanilla that's a that's what I was more interested in and and you and I gave that a run uh but I grabbed one of the straight up uh imperial stouts without the uh the extra ingredients so that's what we're going with here today nine point five percent an imperial stout from uh from flora hall man votedor if if... age we did this last time I don't vote age i have f o
0: e d e r Fowder
1: was that the one that uh you got some feedback afterwards had come off kind of boozy. Maybe that's why you don't remember us actually having these uh, uh, on the show.
0: Uh, nope. That that was a couple of weeks ago. It was the two, yeah, no, that, this must've been three weeks or so ago. Cause it was two weeks ago when I drank a, an Imperial in the green room. Right. I drank another Imperial in show and then followed it up with a, with a double <laughs> IPA. I think. Yeah. Okay. And I, you know, all of my own doing. So, um, you know, you sort of—it happens. You get into you get yourself into a bit of trouble, right? Thinking you're capable of more than you really are. <laughs> well,
1: you were capable. Like we put them away.
0: We drank them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If so we're capable. If you that, and I
1: already know we're capable of that's that part. The, If
0: that's the low bar we're trying to clear, well, I can drink a lot of can things.
1: drink beer.
0: Yes. Well, and you know what? I find it. I find they put it on your resume and then wipe your ass with it. Shout up, Bill. <laughs> um if you're listening yeah um i find it tight in here i find it tight in here today i'm not sure what the deal is what does you're, that mean uh, you heard me crack my I, i'm also drinking out of a bottle yeah and i'm like cracking my my hand is hitting the mic yeah
1: i don't know just something feels we got the new stools last week maybe you're adjusting to
0: perhaps yeah. perhaps now have you yeah, i've heard you
1: i cracked it i just poured it uh so no i'm waiting for the, the foam to settle a little which one are you going with
0: I am also going with uh, something in a bottle, as you've obviously. Is heard. it powder aged? <laughs> Fowder? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm going with something from another Christmas gift mm. in my. Um, and for those of you who are looking for something other than Robin Matt's uh, Festival de Noir, <laughs> our Winter of Black, yes. um, I am also drink. I'm drinking an Imperial Porter from Saint, Black
1: History Month, Saint <laughs> Ambrose.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, it's barrel aged coming in at 10%.
1: Nice. So 0.5% more. That's 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 how it goes here. Rob's always just
0: just a little ahead. Just, just working a little, bit, a little harder. Just a little 100%, <laughs> man. You know that's true. Um but yes, I've poured half of this cuz I am notorious for being aggressive in the pour. Right. And end up with a little foam over. Ah, it's on me. It's on the, the lovely woodwork in here. <laughs> um, and then I have to do some cleaning because Matt gets very upset. It's true. So, what do you, so have you had a polar yet? Yeah. Uh, Sans vanilla
1: mm-hmm. and cocoa nut,
0: nutmeg nut, and nut whatever else you have go on there. What, what do you think?
1: Uh, without those sweeter flavors. It's a little boozier. I remember we talked last time that it it didn't have that boozy taste to it. I wouldn't say it's overly boozy, but like it's it's now coming through a little more when you don't have those other strong flavors hiding it. Uh, but pretty nice. Um It's not a it's certainly not an iris stout. Like you wouldn't call it dry. I don't know. It just kinda, it just sort of has those imperial feelings where it's, it's a nice dark beer, has that flavor to it, but it, it's got just, yeah, that kind of hint of booziness at the back some end. Some of those
0: licorice notes kind of you get sometimes with an Imperial? Yeah, a
1: little bit, a little bit. Uh, I'm going to have to give this some time, man. going to have a couple more sips. You know how sometimes it goes on the first pour and uh, the first sip or two. We'll, we'll circle back to it. Yeah.
0: So what I've done. If got, you'll allow. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Well, if I throw it back to you, let me know. Right. If not, keep going. Just sit there. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> So this is it's as I said it's it's barrel aged and it doesn't say what it's barrel aged in, okay. Um, but it just the aroma of it as I pour it and you take a the bouquet, if you will, mm. very whiskey esque. Okay, I'm, I'm getting a lot of the of that from it now. And it's who is this from again? Saint Emilion. Right, right, right. So it comes down to the pull is I'm not getting a lot of the chocolate that I'd hope for in, in a porter. But it does have, it does feel boozy a bit. Yeah. Now 10%.
1: 10% it's going to.
0: It's hard to hide the boozy in a 10%. Yeah. But it's a, it's a full pint glass. So. And well, at this s-
1: point we're only what, like six, eight weeks away. People are going to start putting these away. Like yeah. so you're going to start heading back into the.
0: Well, and I still have a couple of, of different things that I'm, now I may mix it up. I got some other stuff that's sort of is, uh, is interesting, but right. I, I may have to start moving off for the, for the good listener.
1: Sure. Right, well, I keep that in mind too. Right, like I don't want to keep hitting the same brewery or keep hitting the same right. style. But in the winter, it is going to lean dark in here. for Yeah, sure.
0: well, because that is, and as I've said to you before, in my uh, in my deliveries, it's so rare that I get. Uh, but I've got a, I've got some uh, some breweries I haven't I haven't at least had much from. And I, there's a couple of Baltic porters. Okay, I have some. Uh, I have some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, still heavy on the. But there is some, uh, some other stuff that I, I may be looking to, uh, to mix it up well, It's with. like a
1: squirrel or a chipmunk in the fall, you're tucking them away for the, your nuts away for the winter, right? Whereas here you tuck your, your dark beers away for the summer because yeah. they're going to stop showing up.
0: Well, and, and yeah, my better half is always very good with, with Christmas being a pile of, of porters and stouts. Right. yeah. Uh, doubles and Imperials. And so it's, it's always quite nice to, um, to lean into that because. It's where I go to begin with, and so if you can get something different, something, mm-hmm. uh, something interesting, for sure. So, um, interesting as I've said to you, I, I know the Monday show is the uh, is the is the center post of the tent here, mm-hmm. right? It is the show, but I do realize that there are other shows in between, right? Um, I don't listen to each and every one of them. <laughs> I do like to check in to see what's what. Right. In terms of, uh, of what you, what you're drinking, what Lee's drinking, or if you have undercreech people who enjoy beer, this yeah. is what I, I know that sometimes with some of the other guests, it's, uh, as we move forward, not everybody's drinking a pint at 11 in the morning or whatever the deal is. Losers. <laughs> so because I am Manning, you know, I am the pilot of this pleasure cruise as we fumble towards Ecstasy. Captain,
1: if you will. <laughs> Captain Blowhardt.
0: Yeah, it's right there. It's in the title. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about what I want to talk about today. Yeah, okay. So, um. We're going to. 90 s- minutes on Rob's driveway. Yeah, well, we're actually <laughs> going to start with the Holy Roman Empire mm. and uh, the Habsburgs influence on it.
1: <laughs> I got time for this. Uh,
0: yeah, and for sure. And in the world's, uh, in the, to quote Voltaire, which we often do here on this podcast, uh, the Holy Roman Empire, neither holy nor Roman <laughs> or an empire. Go Madden.
1: Drinking this nice <laughs> <Yeah>. imp- Imperial <laughs> beers over em- here. Empire imperial-
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, but I, I listened to, I listened back to 1256. It was Matt on a solo flight of fancy.
1: 1257.
0: Yep. Uh, 1257. Correct. Yep. Um, and it's very clear to me, you're very good at this. Mm. You are very good at this, Matt. There is a butt coming. Thanks, man. There is a butt uh, coming. Yeah. You need a co-host though sometimes I okay. think, to, to keep some of your crazy shit oh, on track. Okay. Not that we don't know anything about this. Right. Um, and you, you, you brought up, and I I have to take Umbridge. You're, you're on the Penguins front. Right. And you went back to your preseason hot take.
1: I thought I might hear about this.
0: Which was them winning the Metro division.
1: Looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I'm like, okay, good for Matt. Hey, he's, he's bringing up his own, Mm -hmm. his own take. And then. Bit of an elbow. Scott, he's, he's got the space and the time <laughs> to go with Rob's hot take, which and I'm like, okay, here it is. Yeah, He's going to come with it. Yeah. Because Rob's hot take to back mats was, I don't think due to their age, the Penguins will make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. No, I didn't go to that one.
0: You did not go to that <laughs> one. And it's right there. You're on the Penguins. The two takes are two sides of the same coin. I looked for
1: one where I could drag you down with me. Yeah. And I think I did that fairly successfully. And you, <laughs> and you didn't
0: even quote it properly. What Rob said was mm. they will win the president's trophy, not the cup. Okay. They will be the singular best regular season team. Okay. And I understand there's a lot of people saying "Yeah, that they, they were a cup contender. Yes. But to me, to be the best regular season team. Yeah. Is it is it as much a reach as your? Apparently not. (laughs) I just thought it was odd with the, with the two Penguins predictions sitting there. Right. Matt was like, oh, I could go with that one. Oh no, let's reach over here and take that one. I found it to be very much cherry picking.
1: Oh, hundred percent.
0: And. That's sort of what I do do with the freedom in here. And I I really think you're above that and Uh, better than that. Well,
1: I think you've just seen otherwise. Uh, No, it's it's very clear. It's very
0: clear, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. I, I understand. That you you know, you need to sort but of But I, I think
1: my framing of that one was correct, whether it be cup or president's trophy, was that it wasn't the reach you were presenting it as on the Oilers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I I think I've just said that in okay. this in this previous in the preamble. Okay. That it wasn't as bold a statement, but for them to be the best, it wasn't it wasn't crazy. I, I think
1: it's it's kind of you to frame mine as bold. As we sit here right now, it perhaps stupid is a better word for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, never saw them winning the division. But no, you, you were looking for something that was edgier and towing the line. That's yeah. kind of where you and were going.
1: If Crosby has the season that he is having,
0: yeah, you mean like the MVP season that you, he is having,
1: right? And Carlson is an eighty-point guy. Now he's been pretty good, but he hasn't. You know, we all knew he'd fall off from a hundred-point guy. That was unrealistic to assume was going to continue. But Malkin's a year older, and they're actually getting Tristan Jari playing better than I thought he would. And it's so five
0: hundred goalie though.
1: In terms of record, I'm not putting that all on him, but his his numbers are not bad. Like, he's being okay, well, and know, do yet...
0: Know, do you know who leads the league in shutouts?
1: I don't know. Tristan Jari.
0: Tristan Jari, <laughs> right. was sixth. But do you know who's second? No. Connor Ingram. So there's a, yeah, couple, all right. there's a couple of studs right at the top of the yeah, list for yeah, you.
1: The conversation's going to be fascinating. Not
0: including no, including either one of them. Okay.
1: Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I just... My biggest concern when I made that bold-slash-stupid prediction was that the goaltending would sewer them. That has not been the problem. That's Agreed. Yeah.
0: Understood. And they have, to me, they have one of the easily top five best coaches mm-hmm. in the league in Mike Sullivan. I, I think he does excellent work. And so yep. it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. But moving off of 1257. Yeah. Interesting to see, did you see on uh, Sunday night, the Penguins retired Yarmir Yagers.
1: I did. Number 68. That whole weekend worth of festivities that he was a part of.
0: How about how about a, a For first of all, he's still playing for Claudno yep. in the in the Czech League.
1: 52 years old.
0: Four assists this year. Mm-hmm. I see he's Now uh, No, he's, he's
1: not played every game. No. He kind of shows up when he feels like it. Okay, but owns I, the team.
0: I, I love to see the team come out for the warm up, all sporting.
1: The penguins, yeah.
0: Yeah, the penguins coming out, and he's out there with them. Mm-hmm. But they're all rocking the really solid Yager 90s mullet, 90s mullet yeah. wigs. Classic.
1: Did you have a problem at all with him taking warm-up? Nah. Nah.
0: Yeah, see, Alfie and did that here when, when he signed his That's warm-up. right.
1: That, and that was pretty cool, too. And and Yager at first wasn't going to, and I guess because he didn't want to be a distraction. He goes the, the whole weekend has been awesome because uh, he did take a practice with them as well. And... Um, it was the coach who said, "Don't be ridiculous. It's not going to be a distraction. Go take warm up." And as you said, everybody's wearing sixty eight. hat. Most of the guys are wearing the big, the big mullet and uh, and watching Sid do his usual figure eight. Routine. Like he's got a, a pretty predetermined warm up routine he does. But he's he's into it. He's wearing the mullet with everybody else. <laughs> it was pretty cool,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, and and it's to me if you go back to the early nineties, which is right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, right as a as somebody who rocked an. A late 80s, early 90s mullet, mullet. himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Czechs rocked the best mullets. <laughs> like you got Bonk's mullet here in Ottawa.
1: Both the actual mullet and the Twitter account. And the Twitter account. <laughs> but man, he,
0: th- those were his and Yoggers, Like everybody, you know, JR had his. Jeremy Bronick. that is. You know, he. everybody had a little bit Not of something. Not
1: John Rodenberg. We don't know whether he was rocking a...
0: Yeah, I th- yeah, we could. I you maybe. know, in nineties. Uh, he's probably a little. He was fast, still down right? in Tilsonburg. Yeah. Maybe I, yeah. I know yeah. he's down in tobacco country. Who knows what he's doing? But yeah. I think he's uh, he's a little bit older, so he's right. probably working. Is he a little older than Yager, Do we think? <laughs> yeah, I'm the same age as Yager. Right. We're both ninety. Would have been my draft year. Did you? Th- Not never. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't did, ha- you didn't the... happen, Matt, <laughs> did you see the happen, uh, Matt? But
1: did you see the yeah draft eligible? But.
0: Award eligible, yes. draft as eligible. Yeah. So Yager thirty four pant eligible in
1: his uh in his uh pregame speech or but when they're retiring, he's like, My girlfriend, too young to remember me as a penguin. <laughs> like, yeah, at a boy.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> now, someone else did the math and looked it up as someone always did. she's twenty nine, so I don't know how long they've been together. But good for her if, if everybody's happy and, and whatever. But that isn't old enough to remember him as a Penguin. Of course not. Um, 11
0: seasons as a Penguin.
1: Yeah. Uh, 2001, he was traded to Washington.
0: Do you remember all the teams he played for?
1: Yeah, we did this once before. I think I remember them all, but I don't ha- necessarily have them in order. But it's it's yeah. Pittsburgh, uh, yep. Washington, New York, off to the KHL, Philadelphia. New Jersey, Dallas, Boston, Florida, Calgary.
0: Yeah, that's what I that's what I got, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's to me, it's the boss. And I don't remember. One. Did he play a game in Calgary,
1: or did he go and try to make it and didn't quite?
0: I think get... he played a couple games. Okay. The mullets were there, the traveling mullets. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> and so they were in the house, and so man. It, and it's funny. I was so we talk about that. We've talked about it in the past that ninety draft. Yeah, that he came out of. Do you remember who was drafted? He was drafted fifth in that 1990 draft. Do you remember who was drafted before him? And if you can get the teams, Matt, that's a a great bonus. Is this
1: the Tom Curvers, Scott Niedermeyer? No. That was 91. That's that's
0: the Lindros draft, which is the year after or 92, one or the other.
1: I honestly, I have no idea.
0: Number one overall to the Quebec Nordiques. Joe Sackick. Owen Nolan. Owen Nolan. Number two to the Vancouver Canucks. Pavel Bure. Nope. He of Canadian Olympic fame. <laughs> Trevor Linden. But from the Czech Republic. Oh. Peter Nedved. Right. Number two. Number three to the Detroit Red <laughs> Wings. Keith Primo. All right. Number four to your Philadelphia Flyers. Mm-hmm. The the most beautiful man two years in a row in Denver, Colorado. Former Peterborough Pete, Mike Ricci.
1: <laughs> a looker.
0: Yeah, one well, tw- two years in a row, he was he was he was Denver's sexiest man when they moved out, when they okay. moved out there. Not obviously in jest cuz yeah. yeah. Not a handsome man. No. So that's quite a top 5. Well, on Yager here
1: the the, the just to stay on his his younger girlfriend. I, I I that triggered him saying that triggered something like wasn't there a story about him being blackmailed? And it turns out that he slept with a 23-year-old supermodel and she tried to blackmail him later, saying she had photos of them together. And his response was, "I'm single. You're young and hot. Go ahead." Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get. What's the worst that's gonna happen to oh, me? And what that? is what illegal has happened here? Right. Like uh, <laughs> he was just had no shame about it whatsoever. Well, what shame is there? Right. And uh, she got she got nothing. So well,
0: okay. But I'm like I, I, I'm left. I'm like okay, who?
1: I don't know. As a public figure, maybe you'd want to keep your sex life private. I, I nope. I'm doing. Yeah,
0: I, I'm hitting that right, right there. Yeah, she says so. Yeah, yes. she said it. I don't really remember it because there's so many.
1: <laughs> but she said it. But he's a guy like he feels to me, and and maybe you feel differently about this, but a guy who had like a serious reputation change. Like I remember him in the 90s being pretty unpopular, like clearly elite, but the salute. And then sort of...
0: So he did the salute at the end of the warm-up on Sunday. Right. I hated the salute.
1: I think most people who weren't Penguins fans did. Well, I remember I- when the Leafs scored in overtime to beat them in 99, Danny Markov spins around and gives them the salute as they're eliminating the Penguins. But he, like, his last few years in Pittsburgh, it was clear it was time to go. Like Francis was gone and Lemieux was gone. Although Lemieux came back. Yep. Um his Washington years weren't any good. And then he kind of fucks off to the KHL for a while. And I, his reputation wasn't what it is now. And he does come back and he plays for all these teams and he's clearly dedicated. He plays well into his forties and you know, he's doing good things for like, I'm him being really popular in Florida, right? Like Dude's what he was doing for 52. Yeah. He hadn't then. I know, but yeah.
0: right now when he's still playing, I'm yeah, just saying over in
1: Claude. No, for sure. But like, that was sort of my, what he did post full season lockout to me, sort of redeemed. I don't think we're having the same conversations about him if he stays in the KHL or. No. There's sort of been a good for that guy, right? For sticking with it and.
0: There was a lot of talk of um, in the 90s, like in the 11 years. So he was 11 seasons there. He was almost 1,100 points. He'd won five Art Rosses. He'd won a heart. Like there was talk at the clip he was going would mm-hmm. he stay healthy enough to be, you know, to to push, push up Gretz. up against some of Gretzky's yep. records? Now, clearly, it, it never came close, but close enough that he, I believe, he passed Howe. Yep. And
1: well, he, didn't he get to second before he eventually retired? Yeah, Mess Mess was second, I thought, but in points. But I could be wrong. On
0: well, that. And and Yager, yeah, and to me, it's dicey yeah. the, between those two guys. Yeah, but he has over two thousand points. Yeah, and you had. The the he left to go to the KHL. He had the tax problems, right? There was some of that. A couple where, of
1: lockouts too.
0: Yeah, the IRA was so. To me, the IRA.
1: They were taking issue I, with him in
0: I, Belfast. I, I, honestly, I'm having I'm having issues with the acronyms today. <laughs> TCS and the IRA. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, you know he had that issue. We had to leave lockouts, and so you, he would easily be in a class in an island on his own in yeah. second had he not had. Cause yeah, I was surprised to go twenty seventeen, eighteen. He was still like, dude, been forty seven.
1: Yeah. Well, and the one thing that I keep leaving with the years, we stay on Yager just for a second. From uh, it's the Hall of Fame argument that keeps coming up. He's still playing pro hockey, so his three year clock before he can go into the Hall of Fame hasn't started yet. And there's a lot of people kicking and screaming that you know it's it's time. He's done in the NHL. His you know best playing days are, are sure behind him. Are you sure he's done
0: in the NHL? Well. <laughs>
1: I guess not. Well, if he's got four assists in Claude, no, I'm pretty sure he's done in the NHL. But do you have any kind of feelings on, yeah, no, if he's still playing, then he's not eligible yet. Or do you just kind of go, this is silly. He owns the team. It's good for business. He's trying to save that Claude, no franchise in the Czech Republic. Get over it. Let the Hockey Hall of Fame should start that clock.
0: Sell a couple more Pivos, right? (laughs) Right, As you're over there, right? And they're selling them at a buck of Pivo. Have at her, man. Let her rip. Um, I am not clamoring. I am not up in arms. I've left the pitchfork and the torch at home. Right. I'm not overly concerned with, um, when he gets in. He's a slam dunk. hundred percent. First ballot kind of walk in and it'll happen. Like I was more surprised that. What if he never retires?
1: What if he plays two, three games a year for Claude No until he's 65?
0: So were we looking for, you know, uh, are you (laughs) missing the bust of Yarmor Jagger when you do the trip through and you're like. (laughs) There's another curly mulleted guy. He could be a Robinson. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you are missing great it. Yeah. mullets. For yeah, sure, <laughs> great, great curly mullets for sure, <laughs> man. Um, I am not surprised. I was a bit surprised that you know, for a guy who'd been gone from Pittsburgh since uh, you know, oh one oh two. Yeah. That they're just retiring his jersey now. I was more interested in that photo that took place where it's 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 Penguin Legends and it's yeah. Yager and he's flanked by Malkin and Crosby. And if you're one of the, one of the triplets there in Letang who always gets lumped in with those two guys, you're like, where's my, where's my invite? Let's see, no matter how good you are or how popular you are, there's always, there's always a, a class that's more exclusive than you, Chris Letang.
1: I thought you were talking about the photo that was taken at dinner of Lemieux, Yager and Francis. Oh. The three-headed monster there. And if everybody had stayed healthy, all how many cups maybe do those guys string together?
0: Yeah, that's dangerous, man. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like really. No, I was talking about the one I was okay. on. It was on ice, I believe. Right. And just where, where you go Latang going, hey, my hey. <laughs> me. No.
1: Me. We talked last week, Craig, about the Bieber one where he sort of leans away from McKinnon towards Crosby, you're like that guy's gonna crop that photo. <laughs> <Like> it's,
0: <laughs> it's me and Sid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get yeah. rid of that guy. <laughs> right there, you're out. Yeah. Uh just just in finishing that on that 90 draft class. And, you know, we, only 21 teams in the, in the league and you sort of have, that's a, it's Daryl Sador. whatever you think of Daryl Sador, He was seventh in really that. Really good career. Yeah. Yep. Couple of cups. Y- you slide further down the first round and you get to the Winnipeg Jets first round pick that year. Walt Kachuk. Nice. So Keith Kachuk was drafted, I believe 19th in that or 20th out of a high school <laughs> in Massachusetts. Okay. Um, good call anyway. Yeah. And number 20 in that draft, a pudgy kid from Saint or Phil, Phil Kessel. Playing oh. <laughs> for Saint Hyacinth lasers out of the queue, one Martin Brodeur. Hmm. All first round picks. That's, that's, that is a pretty solid seven or eight guys.
1: Yeah. Well, cause uh, we don't hear a lot about the 90 class, right? Like.
0: Right. It, it doesn't make it in with all those other sort of. Your 03 class yeah. or, or the 86 or the 79, like these are the ones that you sort of.
1: Yeah. The, or the pronger, or is that nine? Uh, the dig? That's, That's 90, 93 92 or 92. 93, yeah, yeah. One of the two. So yeah, this, you rarely hear about the 90 class, but there's some friggin' legends right there. It's.
0: Yeah. Well, at least two hall of famers. Yeah. Although only one technically in right now, but uh, <laughs> interesting. If you could have one pick of all those guys. You taking Brodeur or you taking Jager? Jager. Okay, interesting. Interesting.
1: Brodeur is elite for sure, but I think at least partly he benefits <laughs> from the team he played for, the system he played behind. And I'm not taking anything away from him. It's not like a, it's a runaway choice with Jager, but when you're talking about a guy who finished his career second all-time in points... I don't think it's a horribly controversial thing to say. I'll take you. What
0: about about the guy who's run away first in, in wins, goalie wins?
1: I don't, I don't like that stat. Okay. I don't think goalie wins are totally dependent. I get it. I get it.
0: It's more of a team stat. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's, it's. It's a fair counterpoint. Yeah. But it is an interesting conversation because I'm not sure that I can't, like you look at how many cups he won post Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, it's 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 not many. It's it's,
0: it's, <laughs> it's it's actually none. It's none. And so it's it's how elite do you need to be without a goalie?
1: But there's a hundred and sixty point season. There's a hundred and forty point yep. season. There's a yep. yeah.
0: I, there's there's a thousand and forty seven. Wins. Yeah. My, my, yeah. I'm,
1: exaggerating yeah, I, just a little.
0: Exactly. But, <laughs> because I can't think of what the exact number yeah, is. Well, but he is way out in front of Fleury or yep. Raw or, or anybody else, right? Yep. Like he is- 100%. Alone. And again, played in a very tight system. Yeah.
1: if Raw or Fleury or right. whoever plays in that system instead of him, but I, But
0: I think there is, as we've said before, there's a lot to be said for guys who can play in- you know, facing less shots. And I'm not talking about his 100%. goals against or a safe yeah, percentage. No. We are talking about, you Focus. have to be there for the W's. Olympic
1: so, gold, world cup gold. Like yep. there isn't much you can criticize about Brodeur. I, picking one doesn't mean I'm dumping on the other. I just. Yeah,
0: I know, but 100%. it always comes across that way. hundred percent. And not just. Matt you,
1: hates Martin. Yeah, and, Mar- and you know what? Great. Matt has
0: great reason to do so. <laughs> great beards, boys. <laughs> Still one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about greatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to go back and briefly touch on, on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Touch it. I know listening to uh, 1257, you were over the moon in your. That's about right. Yeah. In your, in your, and, and, and you were, you, I'm glad you caught yourself and you're like, I'm getting very fired up. Yeah. You, you were very fired up about, about Columbus. It was time. And it's funny because as I'm listening to you roll through all of their success, I think their playoff success matches Toronto's in that exact same period.
1: Yeah. And Toronto's had four GMs in that time. (laughs) Well, you don't get to keep running it out there.
0: Yep. And that's a good point.
1: Thank you. That is a good point. If Toronto was still just, well, let's keep seeing what Dave Nonis can do. I'd probably be about fit to be tied over here. Yeah,
0: And really where I'm going with this is, is, you know, you covered it very well and probably too long, but.
1: (laughs) You did it well, but also it was terrible.
0: (laughs) No, man, it was not terrible. It was not at all. Um, it, it was interesting, and, and I think the thing is that all your points are correct. It's it's totally fine. It is, I think the what's what's <laughs> the whole
1: point of today's show with Robin chart is just to just go back to previous episodes and take runs at mass.
0: I know Festivus was a long time <laughs> ago, but I got a lot of issues with yeah. you people. I no 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 no. It's it's really I, again you covered it all. It's it's to me it's it's the look for the replacement GM, and, right. and so. Uh, Aaron Portsline, who is, who writes for the athletic f- covering Columbus, he mm-hmm. was on local radio, but he also did a great article in the athletic. Oh, great. He did a good article in the, in, <laughs> in the athletic and he was talking about, uh, potential non-John Davidson replacements at that position. Yeah. And so he'd floated out a couple names, but, but first and foremost, and, and I think it was probably too fresh when you were recording, but I think the idea that Davidson saying, you know, why now it's, it's interesting with the, the whole sort of a, I think they're, if you didn't fire him now, they probably both get fired at the end of the year.
1: I still think that's coming.
0: So, and the other thing was, and if, if you recall, John Davidson went to Columbus the first time because mm-hmm. they were in, they were in a sort of after the Doug McLean years <laughs> They were in a, they were sort of, there was nobody. Oh my God. Like nobody was. <laughs> and, and so the NHL said to John Davidson, hey.
1: Well respected.
0: Would you go in there yeah. and and just sort of oversee this? Yep. Whether you think he did a good job or not. So I don't think his first choice back in the day was to go there. Um, But. But he leaves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To go to New York. And New York decides we're done with you he goes, all right, I'll go back to Columbus.
0: That's, well, and that's so, a good look. And so to me, this, and, and I wonder if it comes down to all the Boone Jenner talk that you heard. Boone. Yeah. He's a former general. It he sure is. Yeah. Let's go, you Jennys. Let's go, you Jennys. And so I, I wonder, like, he is so entrenched there. Yeah. That if the fundamental difference on what we do here is. Lose. Is, is. <laughs> is our boy Kekalainen wanted to trade Boot Jenner. Hmm. And they were like, no, that's not going to happen. Like this is a guy who's on a, on a value contract. He's your captain. Mm-hmm. And they were just like. He's exactly what the Leafs need. Not only he's exactly what the senators need, he's exactly yeah. what a lot of people <laughs> yeah, need that for guy. Sure. <laughs> um, that, that is, this is not the guy you want to, we want to touch in terms of, yeah, he's a tradable commodity, right? He is a useful piece. And I, I think with all those rumors that were out there, and, and Portsline touches on that too. Yeah. He, he said as much, right? That this is a name that that's out there, and I think between ownership and maybe Davidson, that there was a fundamental difference between them and Co- and Kekalainen in terms of, yeah, we're not getting rid of the, we're not getting rid of the captain in the face of our franchise for a little cosmetic.
1: Well, and I wonder, right? Because one of the other ever present. Uh, people in the hockey rumor mill is is Friedman, and he said that they had been all in on trying to get Lindholm and is that what pushed this to a head that you're not trading assets in last place or second last place, whatever the hell it is to bring in a center uh that may end up being a rental and so clearly, whether it be what you're saying that 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 Yarmo was looking to trade Boone. Or was looking to trade assets to bring in Lindholm somewhere There was pretty clearly a disagreement on where the franchise is going and whether or not we want you to be the guy. And look, if they are cutting him off at the knees and, and saying you can't do this, then yeah, it's time to go. Like, you just fire him. It's, it's, there's no reason to keep that guy around if he's not in control anymore. But... I don't know why you'd think that John Davidson is in any better position to handle the trade debt, not yeah. you specifically, yeah, why no, they would believe. It's a, that, it's a
0: legitimate question. Yeah. Why would I think that? Right. Um, <laughs> I think anytime you have somebody with no GM experience, yeah, it's a bad Pretty idea. Pretty good
1: color commentator, but.
0: Yeah, back in the, he was in the great powder blue Hockey Night in Canada <laughs> jackets too. Like and he hung
1: around for a long time. It was the old satellite hot stove with Al Strachan and. Eric Duhachek and
0: never a Duhatchik guy. <laughs> no. I was never a Duhatchik guy. Same. Um, right. It's it's to me the, where the, the conversation and and the Boone Jenner thing is because we have no inside knowledge, right? We don't know on well,
1: just about anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, but that doesn't that doesn't stop us from speculating. Hundred percent, mom. Um, is it really it makes you wonder um, what the plan is. At, at what point do you look at, at a GM? And so Portsline was throwing out in terms of potentials. Uh, he threw out, first of all, Matthew Darsh, yep. right? Who I think is.
1: There's some names that come up now every time, right? Yeah.
0: Like he's the guy that everybody interviews and everybody talks about highly, but somehow. Him no, and nobody, nobody ever hires. Yep. So that to me at this point is, is the thing where you go, well.
1: Who was the guy in LA that was like that for us? Fuda, Mike, everyone's oh, like that.
0: who's now in Arizona. He was on TV Florida. for
1: a while. Mike Food Fu- No, you're... Th- uh, anyway, I can't remember the guy in Florida who had moved to... But Barry... Z- not Barry Zito. Something Zito. Mike yeah. Zito. Or, but Barry Zito, great pitcher. Yeah. Um, Rizzuto. But I think it's Fuda was yeah, the guy it, it in LA. Yep. And, and he ends up on TV. Uh, but for... Five, six years, every GM job that came out, oh, this could be Mike Foodus' opportunity. Yeah, he was the guy on the
0: draft there last year the year before where he was just ripping people. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, okay. I totally remember. He hasn't that. been
1: back since, but he was great. He at was the time. great. Honestly, why, that's <laughs> These why things would, probably tied together. Yes,
0: exactly. But so he throws out Darsh and you go, well, why isn't that guy getting hired? Yeah. But he threw out, uh, is, yes, it Mc, he is it McFarlane oh. in, uh, in, in Colorado? Is yeah. he the GM or is Sakic the GM there? Sakic
1: is the president. This, and, and this is one of those little shifty moves where we all just adjust titles so we get to keep you and pretend we've given you a promotion.
0: Right, right. And the thing is because McFarland grew up in the Columbus organization, yeah. uh, whether he went right up through and became an AGM there, I'm not sure, but he's much beloved. And so I thought, yeah, that seems pie in the sky. Why would you ever leave Yeah. unless, unless it is a dream to go home, right? Right seems unlikely that you're doing a air quotes lateral move right the name that that is is sort of interesting and I think probably just as believable was Jeff Gordon
1: oh, okay because there's also been Mark Hunter connected to that one okay he's got some ties there some OHL ties
0: well I get I, I I'm not sure I would hire Mark Hunter
1: I also'm not sure I'd but, hire Mark Hunter. but I,
0: but to me the Jeff, Jeff Gordon, Gordon because if that's the John Davidson connection yep. right both out of MSG and and Rangers guys and yeah. And I'm wondering what would ever make a guy, and I'm watching the game, I'm watching the end of the Capitals Montreal game on Saturday night.
1: Oh man, is everything okay? Are you doing all right?
0: Yeah, well, I think it was the, uh, I had finished watching the Ottawa Chicago deba- <laughs> right. debacle, uh, dovetailed into the 9-2 drubbing the Leafs were putting down on. Yeah. Somehow there happened to be 11 goals in the in the Toronto game mm-hmm. and they still finished before <laughs> I don't Know how that happened, so, anyways, it was just <laughs> hockey night coverage just sort of flipped over, yeah. And you're listening,
1: as did the Ducks,
0: you're <laughs> roll over. <laughs> you're, 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 I'm watching that Montreal crowd, and whatever, I don't like the Montreal team, I, no. I, I really don't. I think it's flawed <laughs> in its construction, although Slavkovsky seems to be finding a bit of something.
1: Um, yeah, six points in six straight, seven straight, something like that. He
0: and we'll and, see. He, and he and Suzuki seem to have found a little chemistry, yeah. which, which is interesting. Um, so, but it's flawed. It's flawed in its construction. Well, I know this isn't where you want to get bogged down, but it feels like, I'm, hey, man, I'm totally here to get bogged down. Well, this is,
1: yeah, I get to play the other side. I'm uh, I'm going to take a pass, take a wave at your question, hey, and I'm, go where I want to. Yeah, well,
0: but you've done that a couple times already. I'm not sure if it's intentional, but. It hasn't been until this moment. I'm laser uh, focused and you it, cannot deter
1: me. <laughs> but just, it feels like Montreal did the bottom out thing. And just sometimes the luck of the draw is that there's no McKinnon sitting there or yeah. there's or no, or McDavid, sure, or whoever you, your are Jack Hughes. Not even a Jack Hughes. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. <laughs>
0: hey man, you didn't, nobody, uh, as, as nobody came little... here to see you, Matt. People <laughs> came to listen to me.
1: <laughs> but it kind of feels like, You've done that part, and now you're, I guess, on the swing back up, but did you get enough? And I'm not sure they did. I, so in terms of being poorly constructed, I, I think their blue line is going to be pretty good. I don't think there's going to be anywhere near enough finish up front, and and we'll see.
0: But. What do you think about all that Zegers talk? And um, uh, Zegers, e- seems- Zegers ending up in Montreal. Yeah, but... the the world seems to
1: have soured on him fast, right? Like, well, I think, he, I think he scored think that one for, sweet for goal. Verbeek
0: sort of soured yeah,
1: on him. Well, 100%. And, like, we always, I, I think we talked about it at the time, that Zegers goal where he lobs it over the net and Sonny it gets Milano. batted in, that's the Sonny Milano goal. That's the nicer play, yeah. is that puck dropping from over the net and him batting it yeah. in than someone lobbing it from, from behind. Look, Zegers is incredibly talented, but he's obviously not going to be their number 1 or 2 like he's right. a very very talented uh, this is going to be a very unflattering thing nice. to say nice bring it rob shrimp is maybe the
0: uh, Oof. <laughs> honestly I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking a knee on that I I think that is <laughs> not a good comparison
1: incredibly talented but maybe not enough to ever be a number 1 or 2 center like maybe uh you know a a winger that he's going to be great on your power play. or I think look, Zegers, Rob I think Zegers is is already
0: better than. Uh, yeah,
1: it's intentionally inflammatory. But, but
0: that guy was supposed to be.
1: Shrimp, yeah.
0: The next thing. Yeah. Right? Like, was he not in that Taves, Gary Price shootout? Was Shrimp not in that?
1: Right in that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. right in that age group. I, I can't remember for sure. He was supposed to be
0: Dangle McDangerous, yeah. right? Like, he was supposed to be. Next level talent.
1: Yeah. Made it like four years at the most in the league and
0: played in a gajillion places. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Zeger seems to be, and, and you know, in Montreal, they're clamoring for that kind of thing and what he would look like yes. in their lineup. and sure. you know, That's just one more undersized. If they were willing to put him as one-way a one way player. Yeah. But if you were willing to
1: play him at two left wing. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I got time for that. But if you're looking at that guy to be a foundational center on your team, I don't see it. I, I, incredibly talented, but not.
0: Right. But you're, you're getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Montreal loves, they love the talent, right? Sure. They, they are willing to He'll overlook. it. be the
1: new Brian Gionta.
0: They are. Scott Gomez. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the first Twitter account I ever, no, the first Twitter account I ever followed was Blue hey. J, at Blue Jays Roof. And it would just say whether it was open or closed okay. that day. The second one Nerd. was did Scott Gomez score yes. tonight? And it would always just be no. <laughs> he went a full calendar year.
0: Well, or more than that, it was yeah. like 500 <laughs> days, right? And you'd like would be no, and then the yeah. one day you're like, ooh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I it's I, lo- I understand the idea where you go, yeah, we're just gonna keep stockpiling all these small. Offensively talent. Bring in
1: talent. Get talent. He's a talented guy for sure. But it depends what you want him to do. Is he gonna carry a line? No, he's not. Can he finish for a line? Yeah, for sure he can.
0: So you happy you then if you were to have Caulfield and Ziegress? Just seems seems uh, yeah. small. Yeah. It seems like, Well, it's
1: not like Suzuki's intimidating anybody up No, not
0: size wise, but he is a 200 foot guy. Yeah. I like I like Suzuki's full, complete game. But like if you're gonna put I'm not sure Slavkovsky, despite his size, is uh, is a two-way guy either. I think you're ending up with.
1: That's it. If you're going to have Caulfield or Zegers on the wing, you'd like to have a bigger center than Suzuki. I w- that is all I mean. I, yeah. Well,
0: maybe yeah. your 2C is, is is. Big. I'm just, yeah. Kirby Doc, Kirby Doc, Exactly. I was just going to say. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I, I just, there's a lot of clamoring.
1: I think your initial question. No, was no, I, I got Gordon. it.
0: Jeff Gordon. and <laughs> And it came down to the Caps game I was watching and, and. The Habs are down a game, uh, down a goal in the game. The place is going upside down, mm-hmm. and I just—I—I I, I preface the whole thing with I don't care for the Habs, their team, their their coach, their existence, their style of play, the way they've done it. But you know, seeing a live concert in Montreal, seeing a hockey game there, go to a couple Sens games. That place is gotta be. An outstanding place to play.
1: Well, you and I were there for GSP's return huh. against Carlos Condit. That's to this day, the loudest sporting event I've ever
0: attended. That was place in, was upside down yeah. and it wasn't the good music that GSP was walking <laughs> no, out to. No, it was not. Some French techno, <laughs> yeah. whatever that was. Yeah. But he came out and that place was, I, I thought shit was going to fall from the ceiling.
1: It was loud, man. It was, it was incredible environment.
0: God, uh, I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The two of us are banging on that.
1: There was not, a grate on the-
0: The second level, we're leaning or over. Or front
1: row on the second deck. And for whatever reason, yeah, when you're leaning forward, there's a a grate, like a, not a sewer grate, but like a fan grate or a whatever right in front. And so when you're pounding on it, instead of being able to pound on the brick, you can pound on this loud a piece metal. of aluminum, yeah, yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> now, it may have been a sign for the Barbie barn, I, I'm not sure, sure, or Club Super Sex. Yeah, nice. Whatever. <laughs> you're leaning over and you're <laughs> banging on it and it made this super loud noise. Yeah. And so- in amongst the din. Uh, but to me, it's such a great place to play. The the fans, like Ottawa and Toronto. Toronto is a bit shitty too, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of a of a crowd. Yep. And the Montreal crowd is always into it. Like you've got to get a little something from that crowd. Like to me, it's it's worth a half a goal a game. That shitty team. Yeah.
1: Maybe. I I totally get what you're saying. Like there are Leafs legends who still swear up and down the best environment in the league is Saturday night in Montreal, right? Like it's, and that's with everybody hating you, but there's a vibe, right? There's a feel, there's a, that bothers me a little, but it appears to be accurate.
0: Well, and, (laughs) and I remember going to the forum back, way back in the day, like I'm talking 79, 80. Right. So on a Saturday night, my uncle, Uncle John is playing for the wings. They're in, they're in Montreal and we're way up in the nosebleeds. There's five <laughs> of us, I believe. It's sort of a family Christmas gift. Sure. And so we stayed in a hotel. Uh, uh, offshoot to of the story is uh, we get down there, we're in a, in a hotel with a pool. I'm like, yeah, sweet. It's like late January and I get down there and I'm like, mom, did you pack my bathing suit? Like no. I'm seven or eight. I'm not packing my own shit, right? It's. And she's like, oh, I think I forgot it. Oh. I'm like, oh. Like, honestly,
1: little- This has destroyed Rob's little heart.
0: Yeah, like, oh, man. She's like, it's okay. You can swim in your underwear. I'm like- Hey, I could. Zero chance, mom. Oh, oh even
1: Z- if- No, fuck that. I'm going.
0: Zero chance. So I I, I made my mom take me down <laughs> to like the Eaton's or whatever. We're <laughs> walking down St. Catherine February. in February. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, and we get to this this department store- And all they have is a light blue Speedo. That a boy. Like, welcome to Quebec. The old
1: budgie smuggler. Oh
0: my God. But I got no budgie. (laughs) Right? Like, it's just, but I'm like, no, mom, can I go back to the bathing? Can I go back to the underwear now? I'd rather
1: just prefer to free bird it out here. Yeah. Free ball. She's like, no, we've
0: walked all this way. You're
1: getting a Speedo.
0: Baby blue Speedo. (laughs) Honestly, I, I felt so self-conscious. Like everybody's looking at me like look at that loser kid in the Speedo. <laughs> and my brothers, both of them, they, first, were, they were actually 100%. saying it. A hundred percent. Everybody look at that kid in the Speedo. Loser! <laughs> Anyways, we're there, we're watching the game. Some fucking retard. <laughs> sorry. Some idiot behind me <laughs> in the third period starts shouting, Go Leafs, go. Love them. That a boy. And that was my honestly. That was my intro to what st-
1: right. And this is wings habs. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I'm looking at I'm looking at my at my mom. I'm like, legend. does that guy does that guy even that guy doesn't even know who's playing?
1: Is he delayed? He's a,
0: he's an idiot. He doesn't know who's playing here. <laughs> but really, I've grown up. Like last time I was at a Sens habs game in Montreal, there's a guy in front of me with his own name on the back of a of a, <laughs> of a Leaf jersey on the escalator in front of me, and I'm like. Doesn't matter how many years. I'm going to fight that guy. <laughs> yeah. I still have my speedo too. <laughs> but I'm wondering why Jeff Gordon would ever want to entertain as a guy who has right. his, his hand on the, on the tiller. <laughs> this was the
1: scenic route.
0: Yeah. Well, that's okay, man. I, I can do that from this side of the. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally fine. As long as I know where I'm going, yep. we're totally good. That why you would ever leave that. To go to Columbus. That opportunity. You are the president. You have your hand on the wheel there with with the GM. There's Kent Hughes. Kent Hughes, not Kent Johnson. Kent Hughes, right? Um, That you have a say there. You are running this organization where you are. You are it. This is number one, two, and three in this market. You are a big deal in an original six. And whatever
1: might be in the league, one, two, three in the league in terms of yeah, prestige of franchises.
0: Well, and you're losing. You are a sub 500 yeah, team, but in... you're going
1: to lose for a while in Columbus too.
0: No, no. And I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying it's still sold out Bell Center. Yep. And they're still laying their their yeah. asses off yep. in a 4-3 Capitals win, but they're giving her right. They're trying to push. Yeah. And so, why would Jeff Gordon ever want to leave that to become? A GM, so more in the hot seat. Yeah. I don't get to fire anybody. My ass is the first one on the line. (laughs) And I'm in Columbus. Yeah. Now I understand it's a it's a nice sleepy university town. Yeah. Raise a family. But if you're a hockey guy, is that not a huge well that's a huge step down.
1: (laughs) When you look at that team though, one of the things that a lot of people have speculated about is the future. That this might be an attractive job because of the pieces they already have in-house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you were Jeff Gordon. With or without Boone Jenner. Would that, well, would that be enough for you to look and go, well, you know what? They got David Yurichek, and they've got Chinnikov, and uh, that other Russian kid. Uh, They got Adam Fantilli, and they got Kent Johnston. Yeah, Voronov. Voronov. Yeah, Kent Johnston and Cole Sillinger. Maybe that's... The the pull is they got better pieces than we got. They got pieces that are more likely to turn out to be franchise leading. I, I compare Columbus and Montreal as far as rosters go and prospects and go better pieces. Than, yeah, than Columbus. yeah. Is well, that enough to pull you out of Montreal? Eh,
0: no, but they traded. Okay. They traded for Provorov. They traded for Severson. They they yeah. brought in they uh, Wierenski. To me, I, I watching the game the other Johnny night, Goudreau. And you are like, yeah, with Zach Wierenski, man. Yeah, that guy is super underrated right? In terms of his game.
1: He is, but it does feel a little now, like maybe they overshot that contract just a little to stop the bleeding, right? Like get somebody to stay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, They they traded away Seth Jones.
1: Yeah. To me. Good call in hindsight. Well, but I know he's, they were together like him, but and
0: they were very good together, right? That pairing. And so, you know, it's just, but it's, they have good pieces.
1: Yeah. And maybe that would be the attraction. I think I have a better chance of success, in Columbus than I do in Montreal, and I wouldn't have a hard time believing that.
0: Yeah, I just think the
1: although there is no history to show it ever pans out, right? And <laughs> they've the, always had good prospects. The cachet. <laughs> so
0: it, it just to me was interesting on the Jeff Gordon front and why you would ever, like I said, as somebody with a say in Montreal yeah. and the president, yep, to go. I'm going to go to Sleepy Ohio, and I'm going to I'm going to take the GM Cleveland job. rocks, Cleveland. yeah. Yeah, I totally get it, man. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. little Drew Carey action. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a very good show. I, I, I had fantasies about Mimi. love. <laughs> <laughs> <Oovula. laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Um, I assumed as much. Yeah. I hoped as much. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who puts their makeup on with a shotgun is, <laughs> yeah. is, is probably not up my aisle, despite, you know, uh, you know. Right. There's somebody for everybody, right? Of course there's Doesn't there is. matter where you're yeah, tipping the Toledo. It's Toledos. a big world, man. Doesn't matter. It's a big world, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's and it's interesting because in terms of sleepy and, and how that gets treated, uh, you want to talk about a little bit about the, the PWHL. Oh, what a rough transition. <laughs> no, no. It was it was Sleepy Ottawa. Mm. Um Friday night, last Friday night again. Great crowd here, eighty four hundred. That
1: was Saturday. Yep, uh, yep. Saturday afternoon, sold out, over eight thousand here. Yeah, eighty
0: 8, four hundred to see them lose again yeah. by one goal. Yeah, uh, Ottawa sitting in the in the basement, in the basement behind Boston. But so this is
1: what it feels like to be an Ottawa hockey fan.
0: It certainly feels like that. <laughs> well, and and that team is is super entertaining. Mm-hmm. Just when you saw the construction of that roster, and you went, do they have? a game breaker, right? Do they have the, the Mary, the Mary flip right. plan or, you know, just any of these. Was
1: Brian Jenner going to be enough well, on her own? And so far she's been off to a slow start. And right. even if she hadn't been, is there enough there? Cause they, in the draft, I think they went the first three or four or four or five rounds. They took D yeah, and that, that part of their game has been successful. They defend pretty well. They rush pretty well. Yep. They control possession they get it in the zone pretty well but there's no finish there at all right
0: and they outshot Minnesota again and that's first place Minnesota and and, and so it's back-to-back games where they've lost by a goal to Minnesota
1: they've lost something like six out of nine by one goal like it's insane
0: so all their games so they've they've won two or three three I believe yeah and so not all of them in regulation but they have they have got
1: that penalizing three points they have uh, three
0: overtime losses yes and then their three regulation or four regulation wins have all been by a goal. Right. So They just
1: can't pull away from anyone.
0: This is exactly right. They, and they outshot, again, they outshot Minnesota. Yeah. They just haven't generated enough. But on the flip side of that. Right. You wanted to talk about the, uh, you were dubbing the Battle of Bay Street. Is that what well, you- That's mean?
1: what they dubbed it. That was the, the league was building it up down in Toronto. Um, PWHL Toronto has been playing at a which is the former gardens, uh, up a couple levels and they- they cap out at about twenty nine hundred seats, is about as much as they can do there, and so they they wanted to do a game down at the ACC against Montreal. They uh. this is a the one off, yeah. They advertised it, and I keep calling it the ACC. Everybody knows what I mean. But they, Scotiabank, yeah, Robbins Arena. It's Scotiabank Arena. Scotiabank yeah. Arena. One of the three major companies in Canada uh, yeah. that owns the naming rights to everything. So they wanted to do a game is at Canadian Scotiabank. Canadian Tire, Scotiabank, Rogers, yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's about it. Um, And so they dubbed it the Battle on Bay Street. And it was Toronto and Montreal. And they gave it about three weeks notice. And so your 2,900, well, 2,100, whatever they have for season ticket holders at Madame, he got first dibs, right? You get to go down to to Scotiabank. And then they put the rest of it on sale on a a pre-sale for your PWHL insiders and newsletter subscribers and this and that and that apparently crushed most of the inventory by the end of the pre-sale window they were already at like 15,000 seats sold and so as soon as it went on sale to the public within two hours the whole thing was gone and so they sell it out eighteen on two, a, yeah uh, to5 yes and it, it it becomes this thing where you you look back at that first game in pWHL history is 2900 people at Madison because it's Toronto, New York. The next day, Ottawa sets the record for all-time pro pro women's hockey uh attendance in North America and they get it at 8400 or whatever <laughs> it was. And not too long after, Minnesota at uh they're playing at XL Energy Center where the the Wild play and they get it to 13,000. And a couple weeks after that, we're in Montreal. They have two different venues they're playing out of. One is in Verdun. Uh I can't remember where the other, but they LaValle. get it. It's LaValle, yeah, right. I think that's right. And so they get it to 14,000. And so this one here in Toronto on Friday night, 19,285. And it was a blast to watch, man. It was a really fun game. Toronto wins at 3 uh, 0. This is one of those leagues where I'm an Ottawa fan as opposed to a Toronto fan. But just we've talked a 100 times and you've brought up on the show about the days where the Dome had this kind of high pitch. Squeal. Right. As opposed to now where it's more, more of a low murmur and a... It's more guttural. N- more guttural, more thunderous roar when something happens. That that 19,000 on Friday night was exactly what you would expect it to sound like when it's families and when it's women and when it's girls. It had that higher pitch, but it sounded awesome, right? Like yeah. The building was electric. Toronto wins 3-0. And the reason I thought it was cool is because I think... I think there's still two more opportunities to take a run here this season. Both Ottawa and Montreal have buildings with higher capacities. If you wanted to really... I know Ottawa's tarped off in the past some sections, but they can, if they want to, I believe get to just over to 20,000. They
0: can get to the upper 19s for sure.
1: Right. Montreal, I believe, can get into the
0: 21s. 21.5, I believe, is capacity for the Bell Centre.
1: And so I'd like... I just think... This is only going to be a thing for a while. look, if Just you're, this year. I don't, yeah, have, I don't yeah. have
0: time for any of it past this.
1: Well, and that's not to say for me, I don't want to play in the NHL buildings in years past this, but it's become a backdrop of this season. The story, is, the story right. has
0: been the public acceptance. Right. And so
1: I'd like to see Ottawa take a run at it and, and just see, can you get there? And then I'd like to see Montreal try and top that with their 21. And yep. I'm not sure this can... Because the other thing you're going to run into in terms of people getting sick of the story is also just, is Ottawa going to be bad again next year or whatever? Like you become any other sports fan base where you're just like, well, if we stink, it gets harder to sell tickets.
0: Yeah. If you listen to the, like, and and I've watched some of the Ottawa games, I've listened to some of them. Um, I haven't been to a game yet, which is a shame. Yeah. But I love the sound. I love the sound of the cowbells, the noisemakers. It's got a real close feel, right? Like yeah. a junior barn. Yeah. Which hundred percent. Which if you can outgrow that, yeah. And you can move into the Excel, the CTC, the uh scotia Scotiabank Arena. Well, even if Bell it's not Center, permanent.
1: I, I, no, but I, don't I want, like the idea of supply and demand. It has to feel like a big deal. It's hard to get tickets. I right? kinda like that too. And
0: I don't uh, want to see them play in the C T C with nine thousand no. Because that takes away. Remember when they moved the
1: sixty sevens out there for Uh, a year or two? uh,
0: Both my kids were in minor hockey at the time, so every year you'd go out with you know your team would get a would get tickets or get a discount on tickets, and you'd go and you'd be maybe there'd
1: be two thousand people, (laughs)
0: oh four thousand sometimes, but it felt like
1: it was no different than the Jays,
0: fifteen thousand in a fifty
1: thousand beat. But this sucks. Like you,
0: you can hear like there was a game. Maybe the Columbus game there was sixteen fifteen thousand and it wasn't an inspiring game right. and it sounds dead yeah it sounds dead so but
1: I think this year both of those I'd like to see both of those two teams take a run and just see what yeah. happens
0: well if you look at the if you look at it and so Ottawa is not they are they're four points out of a playoff spot they are so two
1: regulation wins
0: yeah but they are three. They have three games yeah. in hand. Yeah, right. They uh, yep. they in Boston, I believe, have played the fewest games.
1: Well, because they together had one snowed out that they right.
0: couldn't play. And so, to me, you're looking at Minnesota has played 12 of 24. Yeah. Ottawa's only got nine. So there is there is a potential that this could be later seasons. You could have something on the line. Yeah. Later, you know, come come into March, it could matter. You could put up game if you man. Just imagine if you had New York in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And you have a fourth place on the line for, to get in or get out. Yeah. You put that into the CTC. Yep. Now I'm not sure what happens with ownership and, and rights and whatnot. And, and now the, the, um, the relationship between. OSEG. OSEG and the senators is much different now.
1: Seems to be on a much steadier
0: footing. Exactly. With the mutual bid on the world juniors yep. and all that sort of stuff, right? Like it, it, things have changed in the past couple of years. So. We'll see. We'll see. But at some point, I, I want to sort of put to bed the the notion. It's got, it still has it feel good.
1: Yeah. Feel and good. And that's why I think you got to do it this year. Everybody We're, take your run this year, and next year can't be about the record. We get it. People like it. People are enjoying it. It has to be about that, right? It has to be about the hockey. And the and the players have all said that. Criticize us for our penalty kill or talk about our stats. Yeah. We want this to stop being a feel-good good for you kind of story, right? It's.
0: Yeah. You're going to say that until. Yeah. Someone 4, starts shitting 4, on 4,000 people start you. showing up. Yeah, exactly. And they're chanting. I get that. Fire McLeod. Fire The McLeod. only, the exactly. only other thing
1: I'd bring up on this before, just before we move off, it is Ottawa. So, uh, the hockey news posted on Monday afternoon, they were doing some math on just the, you know, the finances of the league. They said, looking at Ottawa specifically, um, knowing the salaries and and how people are being paid and being able to judge from ticketmaster what all the tickets went for they believe that ticket sales in Ottawa at uh they're just shy of the halfway point of the season have already covered player salaries so the next okay next awesome. half of the season is is making money right Pure profit like a, yeah
0: well and and that and does, that's
1: that's amazing that's incredible well
0: and it does nothing but bode well for salaries moving forward yep Right. Because once you get to a spot where you can say, yeah, okay, well you can justify this. And and I think it's worth noting the the ticket pricing. Mm -hmm. They have, they have put it slightly above junior ticket prices. Yep. Uh, As it should be. Sort of your 25 to 45. Yeah. Um,
1: But they've made it doable for families, right? Or for. Yeah.
0: Well, and worth noting too, and I watched a bit of that Montreal Toronto game and you talked about families and you talked about young girls. There was lots of minor, minor boys' mm-hmm. hockey-aged guys too. There, right? It was, it was a nice crowd, right? And it's-
1: well, one of the things I noticed, man, when I was at the the home opener here in Ottawa, I posted a couple pictures to the TCA Twitter and Instagram, and a lot of our listeners, like, men are texting me, "Oh, if I'd known you were there, we could have met up for a beer." I've, like, people were just looking for good hockey, right? Like, it wasn't. Right. You're right. It is achievable for families. It is minor hockey uh, teams that are going, but there's just hockey fans. Like the same people I'm hearing from on hockey Twitter every day are at this game because it, it feels like a big deal. I want to be here for this thing. And well, so that was
0: cool too. If you look at it, I have, I have bought, I've got f- paid for four or five games, senators games this year. And I, I look back to the, the Buffalo game I went to back in October, November, a shitty game. Um, 300 <laughs> bucks in tickets, yeah, hundred bucks in, in food with one beer. I right. had one beer, yeah. but it was a hundred bucks between pizza, sure. b- beers, 25, for like I, I, I get out of there at 450 bucks for a night out.
1: For a pair or for four? Three. Three. Yeah. A hundred bucks a head above 400 bucks or a buck. It's a good thing you're in charge here today. Yeah, man.
0: man it's, I got you. What above
1: a hundred bucks a head. That's not a. You're not taking your kids to that on a school night or on a, what like it's, that's tough going for a lot of families. And well, so you can go to this for, like you said, 35 bucks a head plus a hot dog and a, and it's right downtown. You're not having to.
0: It's good hockey. Yeah. And I'm cutting, I'm cutting it in half. Right. And, and I'm being, and I'm in most games. Right. <laughs> which is, which is not nothing. No. Okay. So how, how was that beer? Have you finished it up?
1: I did. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, really enjoyed it, but it it didn't really change in flavor. It kind of stayed with, as you pointed out, maybe that kind of slight licorice on the tail end of like a boozy, uh, it 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 was clearly a stout. It was clearly a dark beer, but it, it didn't have enough to break through the 9.5%. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That, I certainly it, do. Yeah, it, yeah.
0: There was not enough to mask or... Or, or, yes. or compete with. Whereas with, I
1: didn't find that with the vanilla coconut version. It had enough other flavor pushing over top that you could, uh, so it wasn't overly boozy, but that was still the main takeaway was boozy.
0: Okay. And so I am just, I'm just taking down the end of this and so clearly piloting this. This
1: is how it happens, man.
0: You're always it, finishing
1: it ahead of me. And,
0: and And banging on the door and also probably taking six p breaks in between. I am impressed. Now. Yeah. Thank you, you this point. Thank you. That's a, that's a, I'm going to throw my shoulder out, slapping myself in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is. This is, is boozy. Okay. Um, I'm down to, I don't know, 10% of the glass. Right. And it has, if, if that is a whiskey, whiskey barreled, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's certainly coming through, right? I'm, I'm certainly getting the whiskey on that, which is not bad. No. Um, it's a, it's a lovely beer that maybe you would, uh, you'd share or. Or not, cause I just drank the whole bottle. <laughs> so it's a 450 dollars. bottle. Well, you said
1: that maybe they'd share, not necessarily. Yeah, no, you know,
0: I, I, I don't go in for that. I, I, I do not believe in that. Right. It, it is, um, it is wintry. Mm. It is something you would take down on an afternoon after a bunch of stuff and maybe you want to get your evening going, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly getting the whiskey, I'm getting the barrel aged. Right. But I think it's time uh, for a little break. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna queue up the next couple of beers. You have them. So I got beers. Um, uh, we'll take a little break. Cool. When it starts to fall apart, man, it really fall apart. Okay, so back in. Mm-hmm. Matt is is graciously <laughs> That's the word we choose to go with here. Right. Graciously provided round two. What do we got here, my friend?
1: So on uh, on Saturday afternoon, headed over to Beyond the Pale. Met up with a good friend of the show, Dr. Vicky Forster was in town and uh, so met up with her, tried a few different things over there. And since I was going over, you know, placed an order ahead of time, you know, be able to pick up at the, at the bottle shop. So grabbed a few different things. This is called the evening edition. And so I specifically, when I texted you on Saturday, I said, this is going to be the the second beer. I've got your second beer covered. This got is got a bit of
0: a smoky flavor to it.
1: This is, uh, I haven't tried it yet. So, um, this'll be a coast home kind of beer because it does clock in at just 3.8%. Nice. For a dark lager, that's, uh, maybe a little lower than you'd expect, but, but I was intrigued by the whole thing. You're saying it's got a little smoky.
0: I am getting a little smokiness from it.
1: I'm looking forward to that. You know, I like a, a nice smoky beer, but this one says, you know, kind of crisp. It's supposed to bring and, uh, but with uh, darker wheat, okay, and a like a light chocolate finish.
0: See, it's it's very cold off the first yes. ball. I'll let you have a go with that. So it's very cold. I am getting it right away. It's it's not quite campfire ish, mm-hmm. but it certainly had.
1: It is very cold. Mine actually had like two or three ice chips. Yeah, at the <laughs> okay, top. there you go, Maybe man. Now you have to take a look at the fridge. Yeah, exactly, here.
0: <laughs> the, the special fridge needs to go down a bit. Yeah. Um, but it, it is, it has a lighter finish to it. Right. Which would come with the Mm 3.8 very clearly. But, um, yeah, you definitely get that sort of, uh, a a smoky is the predominant thing I would go with. Yeah. Not in a, in an offensive ashtray kind of way. (laughs) No. But beyond the pale, they got some good stuff.
1: hundred percent, man. So we, uh, I, I started off when I got there with their, the dark and right? That Mexican cake yeah, yeah, stout that course, we've talked yes. about on here before, nine percent. And then I did it wrong because I followed that up with a flight. But now you've already got the the yeah. strongest beer they have on yeah. the palate. So that's, uh,
0: that's a that's an amateur move, man. I don't know.
1: I was looking to start the party. It was uh- <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but always good to see uh, Doctor V and um, you know everything about it when I posted about it on social. She she always shrugs away a little bit at the idea that I always point out it's Dr. but she started coming on during the the pandemic. pandemic, And so the more she shrugs away from that, the more I lean into it. So it was doctor in all caps with three exclamation marks on our Instagram. And that makes her cringe a little bit, but uh, yeah, it was good to catch up with her. And, um, that was Saturday afternoon into Saturday evening. I don't think either of us, I know you're going to take us to the Leafs here in a second. I don't think either of us had even noticed that the game started and by the time we looked up, it was 4-1 Leafs already on the TV. So, uh, good afternoon over at, uh, at Beyond the Pale.
0: Don't step on my toes, man. You don't know where I'm taking this next.
1: No, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that.
0: Yeah. Like, honestly, man, it's, not it's, that it's, sorry. it's are not sorry at all. <laughs> and and it's inevitable, right? That we would end up here. And this is almost nine years of this podcast yeah. that, that sooner or later, Rob would have to take over this podcast <laughs> Usually because we thought Matt would be laid up, somehow injured. Uh, I, was thinking of, I was thinking of that classic Seinfeld where Kramer and Newman are in the, I don't know if it's a pie truck or an ice cream truck. and Oh, they got the mail truck and they're taking all the, oh no, never mind. I know where this is going. <laughs>
1: yeah, they got the, the mail truck. They're returning all the empty cans. They're going to drive from New York to Michigan where you get a better return. And uh,
0: They had to pick up speed. They needed speed. They needed yeah. more time.
1: So they punted Newman out at a pie stand. At a what pie they stand. Said was that's a pie what it stand.
0: was. Yeah, and 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 Kramer says, "I've kicked out the big boned fella." Yeah,
1: that's what he says. Yeah.
0: And we're running lean. <laughs> hey, wasn't that a pie stand back there? Yeah, Where I, I, I don't see it. Well, open the door; you get a better look. I don't see it. Ah! Jerry, we've lost the fat man, and we're. Running. I didn't is, want to go the other way. This is normally the
1: point in the show where you would stop me and say, "Well, I, I, I got a thing for you, right?" Is is I just I, I want to circle on. I
0: got a thing for you. Well, you do. I choo- choo- choose, choose you. you Max. Hope
1: everybody had a great Valentine's Day and <laughs> okay. family day. Hope those things didn't family enter, day. Enter, enter, yes, I don't care. Intrude Valentine's day,
0: uh, day, whatever. So
1: I want to winners or losers, just on some quick notes here. I, I got one thing for you. Did you see the very beginning of Hockey Night in Canada, the music package they ran? I did not. So we are getting ready to debut Law & Order Toronto. Do,
0: oh, I did see those. Maybe it was in an intermission, the two, uh, the two actors.
1: Okay, so they did that, but on the kickoff, they, they normally run a band and a little music video. Yep. Uh, and here's what they kicked off this week with. In the National Hockey League... The game is represented by two separate yet equally important groups the players who put on a show each and every night, and the fans who represent their team with unwavering support. Saturday night is when both entities come together. These are their stories. On the corporate synergy while you watch the hockey game,
0: uh, once is good. Okay, once is good. Uh, I got time for it, but it's funny as as they're running through the whole Matthews scores, you know, yeah. Caulfield scores, blah blah. The, dun, 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 the in, in the background, yeah. it sounds like they stole it right from Miami Vice <laughs> in the eighties, and you're gonna okay. hear that. You're gonna hear the steel drums. are gonna come yeah, okay. soon. <laughs> the flamingos are gonna be air. right? Which I got a lot of time for, man. If, if that's what you're gonna go with, but uh, the, uh, yeah, once is good. Right. Once is good. You're launching the show last night. I think it was Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah. So you're good to go.
1: It's Tuesday morning by the time the good listener
0: hears this. Yes, button. that's good call, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, I got time for it. I so, got time for one. So we had a stadium series. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you had what it, your your give a fuck meter. Uh, was low when I saw it announced. I have two options. I have two options for you. Yeah. It was either of the two stadium series games at MetLife or the NBA All-Star game.
1: Uh, zero on the NBA All-Star game. And it sounds like NBA fans agree with me on that. Uh, well, they're and, ripping theirs
0: z- And they have Kenny Williams, Shaq, and Barkley are, are undisputed best halftime panel mm-hmm. going. I, I sort of happened to cruise by them at the halftime, and I think they were all on sedatives. It was like, this is boring AF.
1: Like, it was just. There was NBA pundits on Twitter on Sunday night saying, this is irredeemable. Like, I don't even know how you fix this.
0: The over-under right. was set at 364. Honest to God. Who who has time for that? Right. Nobody. Nobody. Zero. You know who doesn't for sure? Dikembe Mutombo.
1: <laughs> just waving his finger at
0: you. No, no, no. No one flies in the house of Matumbo. Uh,
1: just, I, oh, sorry. I, I got two quick ones here for you. Just to...
0: what a greedy fuck!
1: I know. I'm not good in this seat. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly,
0: I think I'm gonna have to start slapping hands there was, here. There was some... slap hands, slap hands. Uh,
1: there was two Stadium Series games: Islanders Rangers on Sunday, which turned out to be a, a barn burner.
0: That what's that sound you hear? Islanders coughing up a five three lead. I don't know how that happens.
1: Yeah, um, but that one turned out to be great. On Saturday it was Devils Flyers.
0: Are you sure the Islanders would agree? That was great. Well, they got a point. Which Ten is seconds into overtime. Kablam! You're done. Oh.
1: Kablam! Panarin, yeah, did his thing. So on Saturday though, Nico Heishir and the Devils versus the Flyers. Nico Heishir, have you seen this? Was interviewed after the game on the ice. I did not. Okay. Uh, quick clip here, which it probably won't be today, but this will be worked into a new outro of the show. Uh, Nico Hishier was asked, what do you think of the crowd support today? Um, you know, as the devils played the flyers. Thanks for showing up. It was fucking amazing. Sorry. <laughs> Realizes <this> very quickly. <laughs> oh, no, oh no. Oh no. I'm, I'm on live TV. <laughs> Thanks for showing up. It was fucking amazing. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Instant <laughs> fucking, regret.
0: Fucking amazing. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it did have a little Italian. Now the Swiss, they speak many languages. They, the
0: Swiss, the Italian is part of the yeah. deal, right? So. so, but it does have it's it's. But if you listen to enough Swedish, they get a little bit at the end with the lilt too. That sometimes it's got a little bit of a right. It's a little bit of the same, you know. Okay, fucking amazing.
1: <laughs> Sorry. And the last one here I had was from the same game. Did you see that uh, Gaslight Anthem? was going to be part of the Devils. All of these are at MetLife, or both games are at yep, MetLife. Both, yep, Um, And so the Gaslight Anthem, a New Jersey band uh, that have been used at, the song Howl has been used as their goal song for the Devils for several years now. So the idea was, we're going to invite Gaslight to play an intermission show, but they will also be on stage for any time the Devils score. <laughs> They will immediately play. Dance monkey. (laughs) They will immediately play their part of the uh, of the goal song. Did you know that was coming? I I did not know that was coming. Okay, Uh, so they were there, and the Devils end up scoring thirty five seconds into the game. Gaslight is not in position. The horn goes off. They're not there, uh, but they do eventually. You'll hear a a noticeable kind of distance between the horn and the song. And uh, I'm just curious what you think of this noticeable gap. Get your instruments. Yay or nay on the live goal song? Because the rest of the time it did go off fine. They were in position. They were able to immediately after the horn end they play. But
0: you hey, 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 oh, oh, suck. Yeah,
1: thirty-five seconds in they were not ready.
0: Yeah, well, it's 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 rare. Mm-hmm. I think you think that you know they even give a double pump on the horn, right? Yeah, just to give a, give little, a little bit little, of. They're still scrambling. <laughs> well, and and. I got time for for Gaslight. Yeah. I, I do, right? Um, So especially some of the earlier stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they took a bit of a downturn for me when we saw them, last time we saw them live here in, in Ottawa. Right. When they came out and went. Hey, Canada. Hey, Canada, good to be here. And you're like, fuck off. You have no idea where you are
1: right exactly. now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you
0: can't even give us, you flew into somewhere or you took a fucking Scooby-Doo van to get here. <laughs> You gotta know where you are. Could you not give us that? No. So it kind of man, my my fandom sort of.
1: But any. Uh, but you would know, you do it again the live goal song, or just is that too much?
0: It's too much. I think the, the fact that you had them the audio is not as good.
1: No, in a giant stadium like that, especially, and and that was the cool part. If if we play it again for a second, you can hear. I've been to two outdoor games, and this is what it's the the stadium. Is cheering as you break out, and it almost goes quiet as it gets close. We're approaching orgasm together, and you Fum- did score,
0: fumbling towards ecstasy. That's what I say. <laughs> like that's cool. There's <laughs> this
1: reaction together, right? That uh... oh, you missed it. Oh, you got it, <laughs> you idiot! It's not there. But Gaslight, as as a band that gets used by the Devils, they are proud New Jersey guys. It made sense to me to have them play the intermission, the goal song. Ah, was worth a shot. I'm not sure I'd do it again.
0: Well, but. you love the idea. Yeah, you love the idea of breaking it out, but it's when I was putting together the the topics for the show. I looked at the at the whole sort of. It's weird when somebody just totally takes you off market. <laughs> nope, no, totally fine. Because I, I I toyed with the idea, right? Of yay or nay, right? Yeah. Is this something we do? We like? We don't like? And and you've been to a couple. Yep. And and I've been to one, and and I just sort of look at it and go. I don't know, man. I I don't feel it. I, I it's not a. It's it's the same. That they're always the
1: same, right? If it's your market and your team, All Star game, awesome. If it's not, you're just sort of like, eh, whatever. Neither.
0: I didn't even know they were doing this until right. it until it happened this weekend.
1: Was, they tried to set up MetLife Stadium. The theme was supposed to be, because New Jersey, I guess, is famous for its parks. And so they... It's called the Garden State. But as you... They didn't show it on camera, but there were countless people posting pictures and videos that around the, the rink on the actual crowns of the stadium, they had... Like, somebody walking a stroller with a fake baby in it. And there was someone riding his bike. <laughs> there was another guy who they're doing strides, like, like working out. It, it was supposed... It, and it just came off as creepy. Like, all these people are posting videos. Like, what what's happening, right? What is this supposed to be? Is this a Stephen King movie?
0: Right. What, it are, we, was, what are we doing here?
1: And I guess someone said that they did the same in L.A. Remember, they played a s- two different yeah. series, uh, what are they, stadium series games in L.A.? And those ones, I guess, had guys, like it was supposed to be a beach. People were doing yoga and playing volleyball around the. But it just seems like this weird distraction while people should be watching the hockey game in the center. But uh, I didn't notice that on TV at all. Yeah. But there was people posting videos of like, yeah, here's (laughs) some guy taking a jog in the park
0: around the rink. Well, and and the thing is. Somebody's like, why are these homeless people allowed in the. In the stadium, the Garden State, right? <laughs> this this sort of New Jersey, thing. and and you've been there, I've been there. It's I kind, like, the, it's oh, kind yeah, of I it's it's Cherry Hill, baby, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's, that's uh, right. which really is suburban Philly. It is, if we yeah. want us to really, it's a toxic waste dump, <laughs> or it's it's the concrete slab state. It's yeah, it's the high I'm not in downtown New York state. It's <laughs> I don't know, man. It's New Jersey. Ah, yeah, whatever, man.
1: 70,000 people driving out to New Jersey to watch the Rangers and Islanders. Yeah. It's like it's Jets and Giants. And then or, go
0: home, yeah. right? And then you're like, all right, see you later. Thank you. Good night, Newark. Yeah. And that's really my shot back. Thanks for showing up. It was fucking amazing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking amazing. Well, whether it's these yearly things like uh, Stadium Series, Heritage Classics, Winter Classics, whatever they are, the things that nobody really Senators cares about. Senators victories. Um. Yeah, yearly. <laughs> So, yeah, the things that you do, like uh, whether you're using the Gregorian calendar, <laughs> the Julian calendar, maybe you're marking podcast episodes. That's hey. how. Maybe you're in prison and you're just marking with little lines on the wall. <laughs> or maybe you are like Lever Sage and you're using the agrarian calendar because seasonally it doesn't fit for you any other way. Right. Um, or maybe you're marking the passage of time by Morgan Riley <laughs> game suspended.
1: Hashtag Thugmo.
0: This is what we're looking at. And I believe now, as of recording, the Leafs are 4-0. Yes. In this no-mo, (laughs) 4-0 in the no-mo era. And I think if if you double back to his injury last year, Mm -hmm. I think they went like 17-1-2 in his...
1: I don't think he was out quite that long, but... I
0: I believe the record is now, it's like 21. Well, I have here... It's a.
1: I I did some research because you sent along the topics we were going to hit today. This is their record without Morgan Riley since the beginning of the Matthews Marner Nylander era. Because to me, who cares when it was the Olli Jokinen, P. A. Parento era?
0: Olli Jokinen.
1: So in the years that Panther they great. were trying to be a good team, the team's record without Morgan Riley. Is 35, 15, and two.
0: Oh, see, if you tighten it up to just last year, what was he out with last year?
1: I don't remember. He's had a few injuries. One was like a knee or a leg of Uh, some kind. Honestly,
0: I'm going to put it down as 15, one, and two last year. Minimum.
1: Sorry, it's 35, 15, five I have since the beginning of this era. But it's still, the point remains, pretty solid without him.
0: (laughs) And you look at, and, and I don't care, we can lose the 18 games last year that he was out. It's a 622 winning percentage. And go with just this year when perhaps- It's 100% winning percentage. <laughs> well, well and, and perhaps the defensive lineup is more precarious than at any other point in the last- Yeah, we had William Loggison
1: get hurt Saturday and had to call up a guy I, I legit had never heard of in my life. Marshall, Riffay, Riffay, I still am not sure how to- <laughs>
0: Sorry to the Refai family. Yeah, he
1: probably got hurt today or something.
0: <laughs> but never, never have you needed mo more. Apparently,
1: <laughs> or less,
0: or less. <laughs> and 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 this is really what it comes down to is, you know, I, I know, you know, you can you can't you can't stop Bobby McMahon. You can only hope to contain him. Hundred percent, man. That who saw that coming? Everybody.
1: Well, we were joking going into this the Monday afternoon game. That the Leafs played the Blues last week. Now Who the was Blues joking.
0: I didn't I never joke with this.
1: The Blues had spent an extra day in Montreal. Club and, Super And uh that may have benefited the Leafs a little. That was the first game without Riley. Also, Tavares and Marner were sick, and that game looked like it could be a problem if Montreal hadn't hung around and enjoyed Montreal so much. But that was the Montreal Bobby. Montreal
0: always enjoys Montreal.
1: That was the Bobby McMahon hat trick game. So there was a lot of people having a laugh on hockey Twitter on Monday that was like, did Bobby McMahon have the nuts to walk up to Tavares sitting? Look, you weren't even in the fucking lineup last week when I rail re- like, cause he got bumped up to Tavares's line on Monday.
0: Everybody, everybody gets points in that spot.
1: You're like, Hey man, look for me. I got these guys' numbers, JT. You, you weren't even here when we got this done a week ago. <laughs> so, uh, not sure it panned out that way. You and I. Had the first period on in the background while we were having a beer in the green room. Uh, green room, I think it was 1-1 when we started recording. Correct. Leafs have won it uh, 4-2. to uh, But the Riley factor. Did, did Austin
0: Matthews score I don't four know. more goals?
1: I assume all of the goals, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> I also assume that. <laughs> At this point, when you go, dude has six hat tricks coming into today, this season. Yeah. That must be an NHL record, Matt. Oh, wait, it's not.
1: Uh, it's not. But <laughs> this is the first time someone has had a season with two, like two sets of back-to-back hat tricks since Gretzky in 83-84. Oh, I, I didn't see it was two sets. I think I probably framed it wrong when I texted okay. you or the other, but yeah, he okay. of, of back-to-back hat tricks uh, yeah. twice in one year since since Gretzky. He's now on pace for, you know, barring whatever the hell happened on Monday afternoon, uh, well over well, 70.
0: It's funny you say that because, yeah, com- coming out of the Anaheim game on Saturday night. Thanks, Radko. He was on pace for 74. Yeah. Which, yeah, I don't care if, if, if now he's due, has he had his yearly stint on the IR or back problems, wrist problems, shoulder problems? Like he's got something coming, yeah? He's missed. Two games, I think. Not enough, man. Not enough. <laughs> Apparently not. Okay, I, I, to me, I, and I am strictly anecdotally speaking here. Yeah, he seems like he's he's got he's good for ten to twelve games a year on. Hundred percent.
1: Yeah, the the year he won his heart Trophy, um, he missed nine games and still led the league by far in goals, and that's why you were able to make the case for goals per game kind of. No, I wasn't able to make. Not that you, case. Uh, other more <laughs> rational. Uh, more <laughs> fun-loving, uh, Toronto-favoring uh, people were able to make that case.
0: Yeah. It's fun-loving Toronto fans. Well, let,
1: let me hit you with this. On the Matthews thing, I know this isn't where we – I'm having a hard time here, man. <laughs> Taking my hands off the wheel. Uh, Matthews – Once we
0: start and I fumble all over the intro – You got it. We're Nailed it, man. We're totally good. I had
1: right. several buttons set aside for your – spirals and they they haven't been necessary and that's a bummer to me i'm gonna have to get them all in in the last five minutes or whatever but matthews on pace last friday already for over 70 goals this is before the anaheim game i don't know shit about sports betting but i'm looking at the odds on FanDuel for mvp see if i had my hands on the thing here it's
0: i don't know shit about shit yeah bam that's it that's
1: they got nathan mckinnon at the time at two to one to win mvp Kucherov and McDavid at three to one. And up next, Matthews at 14 to one.
0: So, sorry, that
1: is McKinnon,
0: McDavid, Kucherov. That's the top three?
1: Yeah. All of them, like I said, McKinnon at two to one, McDavid and Kucherov at three to one. And then the next up is Matthews down at 14 to one. And whether or not you believe Austin Matthews deserves an MVP or not, he is not that many 11 to one odds difference. Right, like if you're going to score 70 goals, do you be- do you belong down at 14 to one while the other guys are at two and three to one? Yeah. I- and so I text Matty, I'm like, I don't know shit about this. I know they like to leave some things hanging out there for Toronto because that's where most of the fans are. Can you get them to bet on some stupid shit or or what? I don't know how this works. And he's looking at, it and he goes, no, that doesn't make any sense. I said, you know what, Matty, give me. I sent him the money. I said, just throw 10 bucks on Austin Matthews to win MVP at 14 to one. I'm going to take that. Because often what happens is when it gets closer, if he gets down to six to one, five to one, four to one, they'll offer you a payout. They yeah. won't give you the full, you know, that my 10 bucks at 14 to one is $140. They'll come to me in a month or two and go, Hey, would you take 50? And I will say yes, because I still don't think he's the favorite, but I've, when they close that's the- a family pleaser right there, right? For sure it is. And so he scores another hat trick against Anaheim and Maddie texts me, he gets the notif- uh, notification notification. It goes, Matthews has moved from 14 to 1 to 8 to 1. You're like, thank you. We're just gonna hang around a little longer here, see what happens, see if there's any kind of and that was my whole point was I'm not convinced he'll win MVP. I just didn't think he belonged down at 14 to one versus well, those other guys at and, three to one.
0: And you know what? I don't know enough about gambling either. Yeah. But you have you have very close contacts to a couple of degenerates. Mm-hmm. You got Matty Lang, yeah. and you have Appearing here, jet lagged on uh, on Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. One Lee Sage, right? Who is who is very bet savvy. Yeah, I, I believe uh, I remember him saying on the radio that he started betting at three and a half or whatever his deal was. <laughs> so he understands that. But my gist, my understanding as a, as a neophyte, mm-hmm. is that it's it's where is the money going? Right. Where, where is the talk? Where is the Concentration, well, right?
1: obviously, from Friday to Sunday, it was going correct. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so
0: it's it's where was the attention and the money going, and that's what they really care. Attention yep. equals money spent, right? Where are people looking at putting their their betting dollars? Right. and and I think at that point, yeah, despite the season, the Leafs are scuffling. Yep. were scuffling pre, no Morgan goal. Riley injury <laughs> and <laughs> or so suspension. yeah suspension. Let's not let's, no, let's no, not there. You're do. right. You're right. And so it comes down to what has to happen to the Leafs. The Leafs to me have to crawl into the, one of the top two spots in the Atlantic, probably for this to become a viable conversation.
1: Because to me, a lot of people love the story of one star dragging a team, kicking and screaming. Although that's not what the Leafs are supposed to be. See,
0: but the narrative up until Friday was top four heavy, right? Yep. It was, yes, lots of goals yeah. on Matthews, but... I was surprised to hear, and I can't remember which one of the games it was, to go, that is Austin Matthews' first five-point game. Yeah. For a guy who's had multiple hat-tricks and four-goal games, you can't fucking buy an assist. Like, that to me is.
1: So our buddy Jeff Fayette had on Twitter on Monday afternoon, sorting out the, uh, the points this year, primary points only. So goals and first assist. First assist, yeah. Matthews is third in the league this year behind Kucherov and McKinnon. And uh, if you go to primary, just five on five, he's first in the league. So these are all tweaks. These are all pick and choose your spots, yep. cherry pick a little But Yep. Primary points at five on five, it's valuable, right?
0: It's, it's not nothing. No. Right? It isn't. I it don't isn't. think the
1: average Hart Trophy voter is going there or... Yeah.
0: No, and that is that. That is a very pick and choose, but.
1: Because you brought this up several weeks ago when you asked me about Matthews and the MVP thing and you pointed out, not me, that is it that he's not going to be good enough or is it that that's not where they want to go this year, right? Like right. McKinnon is the story this yep. year. This is the, 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 the Drew Doughty Lifetime Achievement Award. Yep.
0: Uh, Norris. They love me. They really love me. Yeah. So I'm we'll not see. just Sid's practice partner in the summertime. I got skills too. But if you score seventy,
1: you're going to have to have a hell of a if justification to not give it to them.
0: And your team gets pulled from wild card spot into top two, which means you got to overtake Boston or Florida really yeah. for one of those top two spots. Yeah. It seems more and more the longer we keep Riley out <laughs> that this team, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. Yeah. Well, and and again, that's where my question hmm. this this conversation started with was. What do you attribute that to? Is it the fact that when, like we've all talked in the past about Malkin's out, Crosby's totals increase by like 30%. Yeah. Crosby's out, Malkin's output increases by 20%, right? Like it's just this, you go, okay, you know what? We got a rookie goaltender, uh, first time ever starter. We need to buckle <laughs> down.
1: 40-year-old zamboni driver.
0: We need to, yeah, we need to do things differently, right? We can't freelance the mm-hmm. way we normally do. Do you attribute any of that to this? Before
1: I answer, would you let me hit you with a couple other numbers? I, I just, because I think it's, sure, I think it's interesting
0: in the, you do way more prep on that side of the table than, than I normally do. <laughs> what
1: else was like, I I didn't have to plan a, a schedule. I didn't have to, i just, you hit me with the topics. I went and looked up a couple of things I thought were interesting. Yeah, so sure. all of this dates back to the start of the Matthews Marner Nylander era 2016-17 when Marner has not or when Nylander has not been in the lineup the Maple Leafs are 25 10 and 2 for a 675 winning percentage if Tavares is not in the lineup the Leafs are 8 2 and 2 with a 666 I think you might have an iron maiden uh... anyway uh
0: 6, six, six. <laughs> the number of the beast that kind of thing yeah yeah
1: uh, winning percentage. Matthews, 35, 19, and 2, the Leafs are when he is not in the lineup for a 625 winning percentage. Riley, as we pointed out a few minutes ago, 35, 15, and 5 for a 622 winning percentage. Marner, uh, if he's not in the lineup, the Leafs are 12, 13, and 4 for a 482. So those numbers would suggest actually Marner is the most uh, can't live without guy. you're sub. He's the only one that you're sub 500 without. But my point being Nothing's when I... that's
0: going to change, my love for you.
1: When I hit you with those numbers, doesn't it just sort of suggest that this is a pretty good team and as long as most of your big guys are still in there, you're going to be okay? And I understand Riley's a little different because he's the only one of the... If we're doing the big five now. Yep. Um, who's on the blue line. Uh, it feels different, but his game has always been far more offensive. Yep. uh, And frankly, a liability defensively. (laughs) Uh, So I just look at those numbers and go, they're just good enough that, as you suggest, you kind of lock it down. Everybody needs to be more focused, more tuned in, Uh, but they're well above 500 with basically anyone out except Marner, which is... See the
0: hype slash panic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Leading into this. Well, because you look at the the names, it's it's Brody and Lilya it's Benoit McCabe, I and didn't, then I Gio. I didn't
0: mind that Benoit guy in in a in a limited role. I,
1: he's been fantastic, but that doesn't mean you move him up. It means no. you accept that he's of been course, fantastic on that a is, third there.
0: Know your role. Yeah. shut your mouth. Know right. your role
1: exactly. Um, so it's just the name value. Look, and then Giordano, he has his father pass away, so he takes some time. Uh, Then William Loggison gets hurt. And all of a sudden, like I said, I'm not being an asshole. I've never heard of Marshall Riffay, Riffay, whatever the hell his name was. I don't know how he did today. I had no idea who he was until they called him up on. uh, Well, they won. Yeah. So. Like you said, though, maybe Matthew scored three goals and moved along. (laughs) That's sort of how we're getting by at this point. So I just, I look at it and I understand why. It would be alarming. You go, man, we're better without Riley than with him. Well, by that logic, you're better without Matthews than with him or without Tavares than with him or without Nylander than with him. It just, to me, feels like a good team that is forced to focus in a little bit when you're missing a big
0: piece. The only argument to that is that if you're without Nylander, you still have Marner, you still have Matthews, you Mm -hmm. still have Tavares. You're without Marner, blah, 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 blah. You understand what I'm saying? When you're without Riley... Well, you still have Lillia Green, and you still have <laughs> Benoit, and you still have... Giordano returned and Brody last and time and Riley was out okay. long-term. Giordano on the of the
1: game. took top pair of minutes for... He can do that for a month, the month and a half. He can't do it all year. Can't
0: do it every second night cannot, in the playoffs. He cannot. He cannot. No. Um, so to me, I understood that the top, the the, the forwards, the four up-front guys, yeah. you have four of them. You only have one Morgan Riley. It's true. And so if
1: Right now we don't even have that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying yeah, is yeah. is maybe it's not the worst thing in the world.
1: You mean like to never get him back?
0: To maybe No, I that's uh, yeah, I'm not going any further than that. I just look at do the forwards come back a little more heavy? Yeah. Like you have if no Nylander, you still have Matthews and Marner and Tavares yes. to contribute. No, don't let's not don't sleep on Max Domi or Bertuzzi. How could you? Let's not sleep on those guys. No. Money well spent. And Ryan Reeves.
1: Yeah, I'm going to sleep on him. I can't believe you're disrespecting my man, Bobby McMahon.
0: I, I've already mentioned him. Yeah. and I, I can't drop that one. Can't line. do it again. I can't drop the
1: line twice. Okay.
0: Um, but anyways, it's just- The, the only
1: in- McMahon doing well in the world right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well. And it's just, to me, it's interesting- how the, honestly it was, it was reaching pandemic level paranoia and angst with with the whole five games. We are life and death with them. What are we going to do without him? And it turns out, yeah, in the no mo era, four and zero oh this year, man. And and so whatever happens, and he gets a couple shekels back, doesn't matter. He's going to miss that fifth game, and the Leafs will go minimum. Four and one, he comes back, he's rested. It's, it's just, it's so interesting. The dynamic is really is where I'm going with this. Yeah.
1: Well, the numbers are striking.
0: Stri- fetching. Sure. Fetching numbers. Yeah. Okay. Well, and from no mo, let's go to no mo, mofango
1: <laughs> I don't even know what that means.
0: Well, mo, mo is, is that plantain dish I was talking about, which is fried deep fried plantains that the Puerto Ricans love to, love to take down. Were we talking about that? Uh, last week I mentioned, (laughs) I mentioned that in Vladdy and Vladdy showing up. Oh yeah. And so when you look at, (laughs) I know you touched on in episode 1257, Mm -hmm. you talked about the Manoa showing back up and and how he's 30 pounds down and. Allegedly. Well, you can visually, you can, you can take a look at him and you have no issue believing that. (laughs) Um, But Vladdy also throwing in the, I'm in the best shape ever kind of line. And and that's where the no, mo, mo fango. Right. (laughs) That's a nice chant, man. (laughs) I want to show up at the dome this year with that. No, No, mo, mo mo fango. fango. (laughs) (laughs) But Vladdy's loving it. He's lean too. And so.
1: I don't care what Vladdy weighs. I care if he can hit the goddamn baseball.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I don't care if you're a first baseman or not. You can't carry that much caboose. Like, you really can't.
1: Can I interest you in a Vogelback?
0: I'm bringing Vogel back. <laughs> Um, Yeah. And so that to Minor me. Minor league deal. It's it Yeah, is all it right. Is. It's, it's same with the Eduardo Escobar, which, yeah. is, which is where. Escobar. Which is where I was going with this. When you look at. So Vogelbach is. And, and Escobar, both of them played for the Mets last year. Who yeah. were a shite team. Who they had to look. They started to shed guys like nobody's business. Honestly. Like $400 million in salary. I'm uh, like, oh, we stink. Uh, uh, oh no, we suck again. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things where you go, what are you, what exactly are you doing? When you've brought in Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, mm-hmm. you've brought in Escobar, a minor league contract or not. You've brought in Vogelbach, minor league contract, but he's yeah. a first baseman DH guy.
1: And that is it.
0: <laughs> is it. And it's more DH than first base. Yep. And you brought in Justin Turner, who is DH third base.
1: You have Espinal. You have Vigio. You have Biggio. Gavin
0: Biggio. You have Ernie <laughs> Clements. You have David Schneider.
1: Spencer Horowitz.
0: Horror Hor- what? Horror it's, it's Give
1: himself the, belt, the self back.
0: Yeah, this is it. And, you, and so. His
1: I, I, cousin Barry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Time to go to school, baby. Um, I don't. I, I just. It's interesting. You touched on in 1257 the, the Ross Atkins thing where he was saying again, and to me, the, the the hint of bodies out slash contracts out, yeah. somebody in, in a trade, more likely than your Cody Bellinger oh, yeah. or any of these things, right? Whereas, your JD
1: Martinez, your- Yeah, yeah
0: that, that it's likely coming via trade. And yeah. I, was, I was reading an article and there was a bunch of guys who I'd really never heard of before, <laughs> um, but that were sort of in terms of looking for a fourth outfielder. Right. If you could package up a little shy Davidi action on this, I believe, um, article, which was if you could package up some of these infielders for not a, not a home run middle of the of the of the lineup kind of bat, but sort of a fourth, yeah, a fourth outfielder who has either breakout potential or. And it just to me when I I sent it over saying Blue Jays, you know, sort of hope and desperation. <laughs> the idea that hope, you know, is spring and everything is hope sure. is eternal, right? It's just you start to
1: talk yourself into some things.
0: There's just so much stuff when you look at the rotation last year, and and all those guys were healthy. All those guys were healthy for the season. Yep, and all had almost almost career seasons. Mm-hmm. And you're asking them to come back and do the same. And, at least. And you're asking now for a bounce back from Varsho, Vladi.
1: You need Kirk. Kiermaier to do at least what he did last year, which was about as good as you should expect from that guy, 100%. especially at this age. hundred
0: percent. Yeah. And so you're now looking for, and if you could get a trade, if you could get a value trade and they were throwing around some guys who, like I said, I Slater from the Giants, mm-hmm. uh, just some guys who are on the verge, still have some, some team control, but you are looking for guys who, who could still contribute and who could still be in that, you know, middle, yeah. middle of your lineup. You're, you're still, you're yeah. still looking for guys and it seems desperate. It seems desperate at this point in the season, see, the year, the calendar yeah, to be looking for an impact player in that position.
1: I just... Yeah. Everything you've said, man. It's... If you don't have everything that went your way last year, go your way again this year, and then get the bounce backs that you're counting on, the things that didn't go right. Like, you need all the things that were awesome last year to be awesome again, and then all the things that were bad last year to suddenly be good. That's an awful lot to be banking on at this point.
0: Because is it it possible that... Gosman, Bassett, and Barrios and Kikuchi are all ten percent worse. That's and, on the table. And Vladdy and Varsho and Kirk are ten percent better. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying this: this these aren't world breaking numbers. But you go, is step David back Schneider going to have another Joe DiMaggio month? Can he or? play a Fenway <laughs> all the time? <laughs> right? Maybe. That, the, hey, maybe the Red Sox want him.
1: They just signed uh, on Monday Liam Hendricks, who's coming off man about as hellacious a couple of years as anyone's ever had. He missed time battling cancer. He finally gets back and blows his arm out and needs Tommy John. So he's not coming back till end of July, early August. I would love, former Jay, right? Everybody loves Liam Hendricks and what he's been through. I wish he hadn't gone to the Red Sox, but he got himself $10 million guaranteed over this this year and next. So, uh, you know, a landing spot for him. I don't expect the Red Sox to be very good, but, uh, you know, you're happy to see him get a...
0: You've lost a, a little there. of that Whit Merrifield action to the Phillies. You yep. signed a one year, yep. or eight or nine million bucks. Yeah. Which that's is, fine. Man. Yeah. But again, you are looking at, and it's it's in any sport trade. I don't care what your favorite team is. You're like, maybe I could package up some of that Ernie Clements and that Horowitz and maybe throw in an Espinal. Yeah. And we could turn that into something. Barry Bonds. Like, <laughs> like, it just seems like I'm going to throw you a bunch of shit. Like, I, I'm trying to think yeah. who, who it was, and maybe it was the Leafs. Maybe it was the Leafs who were they're like, well, they don't want to give up a top pick, but they're looking at offering multiple fourth.
1: Yeah. People are like, lining up for that. Get the
0: fuck out of here with your two fourth round picks.
1: I have a uh, couple of buddies of my, used to listen to Leaf talk after every Leaf. Andy Frost would host the post game show after Leaf games. It was always a guy who would call up with the exact same package, no matter what the free, when Lindros, when Leafs wanted to go get him, Rob Blake was out there. It was Belak, Antropov. Alan McCauley and a fifth should get that done. We can go get ourselves Rob Blake right now. And you're like, Andy Frost would just like, could you just stop calling every night? <laughs>
0: like, <you're> Hits <laughs> from the bong. Put the pipe down. And that's
1: what it is. You're like, if I just pile up enough of my shit, I can get some gold for it. And But I'm hearing this
0: from legit oh. like, people. Like right. People are writing about this. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. Does that mean I need to not read any more of your articles because <laughs> I'd like that to happen too. I really would, but I just. It's like holding out at the
1: the convenience store, a handful of chains. Is this enough? That's that's what you're coming off as is just, yeah, we'll give you a biggio and we'll give you I don't, no one cares, like he's just a guy at this point and not every other GM <laughs> is as dumb as we wish they were.
0: Yeah. some of them are
1: but not all of them
0: no some are yeah yeah and that's <clears throat> and that's all but i am i am super interested in a slightly pessimistic way
1: masochistic to,
0: to see how this goes yeah. i will i don't follow a pile of spring results no um
1: but but go winless, go undefeated, don't care. Like what's right. And, and
0: I don't even read anything into anything in terms of, I was at, I had two at bats today. I did this, I did that. I was, um, so oh, we'll wait and we'll see. Yeah. <clears throat> but come April, I'll, I'll be, I'll have that sort of, and as a Senator's i Tough fan, start too. I will be waiting for good things. To, I'll be expecting good things. But waiting for bad things to happen yeah. and go, fuck, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this team. Right. And I hate myself for watching it every day. <laughs> There's some self-loathing involved. In it. Cause I'm going home yeah. and I'm going to, I'm going to PVR the Sens game tonight. Yeah. But I'm also, I got a couple of things backing it up when, <laughs> when it doesn't go well. And I'm like, I'm moving on. Yeah. I'm moving on. And just, just. Well, in ra-
1: and I'm sure Stoughton will have, uh, have some takes on that on Wednesday morning. for Yeah. Sure, Wednesday
0: too. morning. Yeah. 1259. That's right, ma'am. Andrew Stoughton. Yep. Look for that. Just in wrapping, and any of those of you who aren't into violence, you can peace out at any time. <laughs> I'm
1: surprised they're still here. Yeah. There's been a lot of verbal violence here.
0: But stick around, right? I, yeah. and, and I'm only interested in um, the card to me as a casual UFC uh, Saturday night was 260, 298. That's right. 298. Yep. Uh, the headliner was, was sort of moderately interesting, you know, it had Volkanovski against Topuria. Yep. Um, Volkanovski kind of been at the featherweight at the 145. He's kind of been automatic. And
1: king shit for quite a while.
0: 145 straight rounds at the 145. Yeah. Um, gets brutally knocked out by Ilya Toparia uh, of Spanish coming from, coming straight out yeah. of Spain. Um, yeah. Russian born, I, uh, Georgian born, Georgian born yep. living in Spain. Um, yeah, that.
1: Because well, Marab also won on that and I don't even take it. Villis, you know, he's Georgian as well. Everyone just calls him Marab because his last name is a nightmare. Uh, big day for Georgian fighters. It's, uh,
0: so did you, uh, did you watch it?
1: No. Um, our buddy Bunda sent me the link cause he knew I wasn't ordering this one and I, I gave it a shot in the middle couple of fight, but I was Pretty tired. I'd been to Beyond the Pale.
0: And not I, a lot of UDSD up until uh, up until the, the the final.
1: Yeah. Well, this is it. Uh, it. Everything on the yeah the the main card went long, and eleven out of twelve fights on the card went to the favorite, except the main event, which is a wild kind of stat in and of itself. And but you
0: would not have seen that come.
1: No, because Volk, as you said, in his division has been lights out. Now he has twice in the last calendar year. Moved up a weight class to lightweight to fight Islam Makhachev, and he's lost that both times. And so it takes one the shine decision, off you.
0: One by one by knock. Yeah,
1: and there was the the one by decision was in Perth last March or whatever it was, and there were a lot of people who, not without reason, said, "I don't know." Like Volk might have got that done right when it goes to the judges. There's room for argument. In Abu Dhabi, Volkanovsky steps in at. On, like, less than two weeks' notice uh, to take a fight because someone else had to back out. He faces Makachev again. And that time he gets smashed, knocked out. And at that point, there was already talk like February seems soon, right? Like, when you get banged like that, your head's all fucked up. And a lot of guys don't come back right. from a first knockout. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. And this guy got knocked out. So,
0: and the, knockout, terms of, the knockout on Saturday night. Yeah. That big hook? Yeah. Bam!
1: And well, he was... he Well, was, and is dangerous, right? Like, he, he had to know that going in, and and this has been the thing, and, and they asked Volkanovsky after the fight, you know, do you now regret taking the Makachev fight? And he's like, what's he going to say? Like, I, in hindsight, it clearly, for the rest of us, we can all say, yeah, that was a mistake. You didn't need to do that again, uh, and then take this fight on your regular schedule. Uh, he's not going to complain. He's just not that guy. And he said, you know, I, I expect i'll have a chance for a rematch um dana was less committed to that but volk said if that means i got to go to spain to do it i love that yeah
0: they've never had a, they've never had a ufc in
1: spain. and and dana did say he didn't promise Tapiria's next fight will be in in spain but he did say we're looking to get to spain and at that point the main event would make sense to be i'm telling you you Tapiria. could put
0: that you could put that in in one of many places in Spain. Yeah. And the place would go upside down
1: well and for that. It becomes another they did this last year in Paris with Cyril Gone, right? Like these are countries that don't have a big fight tradition uh on the MMA side. Yeah, UFC, yeah. Yeah. And if you can build this up and like uh Ilya Tapiria coming into um Saturday nights like span it like Rafa Nadal is tweeting at him and like doing videos for him. There are two members yep. of the Spanish national soccer team that are, you know, doing big things for him on, online. Like this is a big deal 100%. in Spain, right? 100%. It has put them on the map there. And so you need to get there. His ne, his next fight needs to be in like in Madrid or I, you could go anywhere. I'd right?
0: be so surprised if you didn't, why Dana wouldn't go with a rematch and and mm, wouldn't do it and wouldn't do it in Madrid. If I'm doing it. I'm going to go in, I'm going to give him a more
1: winnable fight in Spain. I want to, if I'm doing it, I want to lock that in as a market. get that. Yeah. And then we'll do him and Volk, whatever, back in Vegas. Because Volk needs to take some time off. He's, man, he doesn't. He says all the time he wants. He said in the press conference on Saturday night, if they want me, I'll fight at 300. That's less than two months away. He needs to step away. He's had his bell rung here. And
0: What is is the limit in terms of when you get knocked out as a mandatory...
1: I think it's only 60 days. Okay. But, right. that would, but that would be enough to keep him out of 300.
0: And so to me, this is, and, and I, I watch it much less than I used to. Yeah. But I am still so intrigued by what happens to, and it's exactly what you touched on, which is when you are an unbeatable mm-hmm. champion and you get touched. Yeah. How do you bounce back? And when you come out, and he's lost for a guy who was still a a, a, a title holding
1: yeah fighter yeah. and
0: you've lost three now out of your past four yeah, it's like two one of those, them
1: out of your weight class. Yeah, so you get to uh, say I'm good, and then my yeah, but you're not yeah. now. You've lost a lot. <laughs> like, you've lost three
0: to four now. Yeah. You now are Jose Aldo kind right. of yeah. kind of territory where you go, man. I was I was a decade of of a of a champion or a number one contender, and we
1: saw it with Izzy. He moved up to fight. Um at at light heavyweight from middleweight and Blahovich blew him up. He just he couldn't do and then when he went back down to his division, he just wasn't the same. The shines off you a little bit. And, a
0: little bit of the veneer. Right. Rubbed right off. And so that to me is always the thing. How do you as a fighter, because so much of fighting is is how do I feel, man? Yeah. I, I feel unbeatable. I feel unbeatable.
1: And that's the argument in these, right? Is is Volkanovsky's loss on Saturday night. Because his chin's now a little fucked, like your, your head's a little softer or is it your confidence? Is it your approach that you're this guy to is coming right at me. Like, and he does not give you anything. He's right on top of you all. Even if it's not mauling you to the ground, he does not give you space to extend and throw a punch. He stays on you. And so I, I don't know whether it's confidence, whether he's it's because he's been touched up a little bit. It's probably a bit of both, but all of a sudden I don't feel as special as I did. Yeah. You know, a week ago or
0: I feel one hundred percent it's the confidence. Yeah. If you look at the fight and and I piece together highlights, if you look at the at the majority, that that first round was a bit of a draw. Right. If you look at up until he got knocked out, I think I think Volkanovsky controlled that second round. Yep. And then he got caught.
1: Well, and in the first round, two thirds of that like he opens up strong. Tapiri is pretty good in the middle, and then the second uh the the last third of the fight he's sort of looks like he's figured him out. And then But this is the exact same thing that we talked about with Kamaru Usman, who dominated the welterweight division for years. And he had, he maybe lost round one to Leon Edwards, but he clearly won rounds two, three, and four. He's on his way to a cruising to victory on the judges scorecards in the fifth. And then he gets head kicked and knocked out cold. And he hasn't been the same since he couldn't beat Edwards in the rematch. Uh, He goes off and, and has another fight. I believe that one was in Abu Dhabi loses that one. He's just, he's not the same. And man, it, it, it's hard on your confidence. It's hard on your, and the UFC is now in this position where they're long reigning guys. They're dominant, unbeatable, you know, Izzy lost? Usman has lost. Now Volkanovsky has lost. Amanda Nunez lost and is now gone. Like they're in a weird turnover spot here where it's good for the division. Like you look at this division, the featherweight division with Volkanovsky, he had beaten everybody. There was no one left to fight other than maybe Josh Emmett and so perhaps no one gets fucked more right now than Josh Emmett, who is maybe next in line to get Volk. But all of a sudden now it's Tapiria. All those guys get another shot at Tapiria, and Emmett is probably down the line a little bit, right? It's a fresh uh, lease unless on Volkanovski
0: life. gets fucked, and you and you have that that Spain, that Spain fight being Tapierea yeah. and Emmett.
1: Well, I think you're going to see next weekend. It's Ortega versus Yadi Rodriguez. If Rodriguez wins that, and frankly, you could do it with Ortega as well. If you wanted to go to Spain with two Hispanics on as the the headlining main event, Yadier yeah. Rodriguez and and Tapiria would and be the, the way to go. And the little
0: cousin, right? Yeah, you got the Spanish and you got the little, yeah, sure from somewhere. The thing is, the sport has always uh, it's it's never had more people competing in it. Yeah, there's never been more divisions. There's never been more competition. You go through your levels of your early days, and then into your Chuck Liddell's and your Randy Couture's, and then you in you, your BJ Pens and your GSPs, and you make your way through these 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 generations, these layers of, yeah. of fighters. Right? It's the ebb and flow of the fight game. Right? The Jose Aldos, all these people that that come up and. The the rise and the fall, and and it's just, if it comes down to, there's new blood, there's new blood. That's how it goes.
1: Well, let me ask you one last thing before we move off this. Because I know you're an old school fight guy. You're not watching it as tightly as you used to. But I want to know what you think of this stat, and maybe... Maybe there's too many moving pieces for it to mean anything. But Aaron Bronstatter from Sportsnet now used to be on TSN, oh, he used but to be a TSN uh, guy, yeah. But uh, when the rights moved, he moved, and uh, Sportsnet smartly grabbed him up.
0: Well, Creech used to have him on on the regular on uh, yeah on TSN
1: on, weekends. TSN with, weekends
0: or when they moved back to Creech was working in uh, in the weekdays. He'd always bring him on, yeah, especially midday in the box.
1: So uh, he got a, a new gig over at uh, Sportsnet when the rights moved. Yeah, so. In the men's side only, this stat is, men 35 or older in age, in weight classes, 170 or lighter, are now 1 and 22 in championship fights when fighting a younger opponent. Wow. So there's a lot going on there. But if you've aged a bit and you're 170 or lighter and you're fighting a younger guy, you don't win. Uh, Tyron Woodley has two wins at that age. Um, and in, you know, being under that weight lip, but against older guys. So he's the only kind of outlier there. Is there anything to it? Is that just a crazy number or is there something that as you age, maybe dropping to that weight takes some energy out of you? Like there's a lot going on in that statistic, but it's interesting.
0: If you look at Aldo or Cerrone or... Like Connor. Just, like Connor's walking around at two hundred five, two
1: ten now. Like yeah. that guy's not getting to one forty five ever again. Like
0: <laughs> although Berea, sort of um called him out. Yeah, not gonna uh, happen. But it's interesting. It's a
1: money match for sure. Yeah,
0: sure. sure. Tipperia. Uh I have I got the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, it's no, to me it is there's there's something there. Although it's weird when you get up in the heavier hitting divisions and you go You don't have to
1: drop as far.
0: A hundred percent. I guess that's it. A hundred percent. Well, you and I don't know too much about cutting weight. It's true, man. Um, <laughs> whether it should happen or not, but uh,
1: <laughs>
0: but I am always interested in 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 these sorts of things. The psyche on on the on the fight game more than the physical stuff. It's it's always interesting because to me, it is in so many ways. It's the ultimate athletic mm-hmm. event, which is door closes. Yeah. Me and you. And we're going to do it. Yep. And whatever it is, it's going to be a punch or it's going to be an elbow to the face. I don't care what you're doing. That's <laughs> hard to come back from. Kick to the head, as you had suggested. Right. But Anyways. it just
1: feels like maybe when you hit a certain age, if you're going to have to crawl back down to 170, 155, 140, like whatever you're... Maybe, maybe that takes too much out of you in a five-round championship because there's a lot of qualifiers there, right? At 35 and it's 170 and under and it's in championship fights against a younger guy. Yeah, yeah. To me, all of that says... It gets harder as you get older to cut that weight and still have the energy in a five-round fight. And
0: not just cut it. You have years of, of, of and as somebody who, who played competitive sports in uh, 36, Yeah. and sometimes you feel invincible, and it, at, at the end, you just feel like, okay, maybe it's done. Maybe mm-hmm. it's gone. And that is, that is the psychological take on it, which is.
1: Well, and how much does that factor in? Like someone interviews you next month. At the next card, hey, you're 36 and you're fighting at under 170. Do you know how the record is? And you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> like, does do you just know what going in that you're in trouble? It- yeah,
0: well, <laughs> maybe maybe you maybe that dislodges a couple pebbles in there. Yeah. But you're you're a fighter and you're thinking, yeah, I don't no, care I'm about, unbeatable. I don't care. You don't go that.
1: into the octagon unless yeah. you feel like exactly. I'm a killer. I'm- well,
0: and you see the ones who don't. Yeah, and they get killed. It's true, man. Anyways. I think that's about all we got here today.
1: So can I just present you with the buttons I expected it, we would it, have to it, use? It's,
0: it's been a bit of a grind if we want to talk about the fight game. Yeah. We've had a roll here. We've had uh you know, fight off a couple submission attempts, but... Um, so I knew coming in, Rob, you would be fine. Okay.
1: But I wouldn't be doing my job if I hadn't prepared a thing or two. Had you had you fumbled the ball here and there? There was a couple of moments from the Super Bowl that I had grabbed on you. TSC! <laughs> we did not need to do- yes
0: <laughs> i can't I th- even I'm, I'm fucking up my own fuck up. i think it
1: was tsa you called it like we were going through security yes. at, uh, yeah. at uh
0: good morning tca
1: so we used uh i had grabbed this this is from last a couple of these are from last weekend super bowl the uh, uh did you watch the full super bowl i did yeah so late third quarter chiefs punt it gets dropped, muffed by the 49ers and muffed. Chiefs. Yeah, Well, that's going to be a factor here in a second. Our buddy Kevin Harland on the call for Westwood One Radio. And uh, this is how uh, the full play played out on uh, on his call. right-footed punt. And
0: here is the ball landing in front of Ray Ray McCard who gets it out of... Oh, he fumbled! He had the ball and he fumbled it! At the 17, the Chiefs have recovered! Calamity
1: A muff A muff on the plane by the deep back man Ray Ray McLeod of San Francisco. So I thought, had you had you muffed a time or two? You know, I, I had captured a couple of moments. Oh
0: he fumbled! <laughs> he had the ball and he fumbled it!
1: But of course the best one is
0: OH CALAMITY! Well, it's funny because I was I was going to open this with Matt is not here today because he had a calamitous case of oral chlamydia. Yeah. Okay. Which, the
1: alliteration which is, fun. is fun. You which makes, did manage to work in the oral chlam- uh, chlamydia,
0: which makes him a chlamydia. Okay,
1: I like that. And there was one other one, just a little classic. You know, depending on how many mistakes you made, I thought we could drop. Uh,
0: when it starts to fall apart, man, it really falls apart. Well, falls apart. <laughs>
1: So, uh, one or two of those we're going to keep, like we're going to keep oh, for future use. Like yeah. there's, there's it's
0: your there. own yeah. fat tongued bit. You're going to have to save it for.
1: Yeah. I'm quite certain Rob will never make another error and
0: zero man. Yeah. Zero. It's easy to pick. Hawk. Yeah. No, we don't need that one again. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. It's easy to pick cherries over here, man. Yeah. Anyways. This was fun. On that note. Yeah. For Matt Robinson. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. eh? for, uh, 1259, Andrew Stoughton Mm -hmm. and for the return of the Versagian one (laughs) leave Versace in here for episode 1260 on Wednesday for Matt Robinson I'm Rob Christie have a good day see you stop the hammering stop the hammering Jesus Christ crazy fucking sound coming in my ear it just fucking sucks it fucking sucks thanks for listening you can get more TCA at TallCanAudio.com or by searching TallCan Audio on your favorite podcast app.
1: Fucking out of control shit.